Hello, everybody. Hi. Hey. Welcome, <laughs> welcome back. It's Figure It Out with Marina. And Trisha. <laughs> and Trisha. <laughs> everybody that's watching us on YouTube. <laughs> just a little. There's just, yeah. <laughs> That'll be our coined little. That'll be. <laughs> Could you imagine if we get famous and then we can like customize, like make customized emoticons and then that would just be one like this? Yeah. <laughs> side by side. Side by side. Um, well, welcome back, everybody. Thank you so much for being with us today. In the spirit of Halloween, we're talking about rom-coms today. <laughs> we don't like slasher films. <laughs> We don't like slasher films. And then the spirit that it is the fall season, you know, cuddling up under a warm blanket, drinking your hot chocolate, and watching Julia Roberts strut her stuff in front of Richard Gere. My favorite way to spend a casual Tuesday night, Wednesday night, however kind of night. So we're talking about five movies today. Marina, would you like to tell the people what movies we're talking about today? Yes, we are talking about, if my phone would open, because I don't have a... I don't have a short-term memory. We're talking about Pretty Woman, Crazy Rich Asians, Enchanted, Made in Manhattan, and Never Been Kissed. Yeah. Guys, as a heads up, nineties. never seen any of these movies before, major spoiler alert ahead, maybe don't listen to this podcast until you've watched all of the movies. So... You know, but if it doesn't matter to you, it doesn't matter to us. <laughs> you are here. You clicked here. It's probably in the title of this podcast too. So, yeah. <laughs> if you haven't watched these movies, like, what are you doing? Because <laughs> living a normal out for a while, living a normal life, <laughs> living a really normal life, living a really sane normal life. So we're just going to be talking about them. A, a couple of them I had to rewatch just to like refresh my memory of what happened. Yeah. But we're going to be talking about them, our likes and our dislikes and just fun notes that we have about them or fun opinions that we have about them. Because I have quite a few for some of these. Um, and I came with some fun facts that I hope Marina doesn't know so that I just surprise her. Okay. I'm crossing my fingers. <laughs> Hopefully. Okay. So, which one are we starting off with? Pretty Woman. Pretty Woman. Pretty Woman. Walking Walk down the street. <laughs> I had, okay, I had seen this movie. The first time I saw this movie was a couple of months ago. What? Yeah, I know. I know. Oh. And I told my mom, I was watching and I was like, hey, mom, Pretty Woman? She's like, yeah. I like it. It's really good. And she's like, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> like sorry (laughs) (laughs) so fun fact about pretty woman not like not the fun facts that i came with but like a personal anecdote my mom's favorite movie is pretty woman when pretty woman came out my mom was actually working at the synodome that's where she used to work in high school i was like is that correct you're not making a sound the synodome that that movie theater in hollywood where it's like a little dome yeah Okay, where it's the, the arc light, right? Arc light. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Rest in peace. Well, yeah, RIP. <laughs> no, I think they bought it back. I don't know. The, okay. I don't know. But my mom used to work there in high school. Um, and she, uh, when Pretty Woman came out, she saw it like 
every single day for a month. Yeah. And my mom has a signed auto, I signed co- a photo from Richard Gere, <laughs> like at one of the premieres. <laughs> die. Yeah, my mom is in love with Richard Gere. Like, so- I am, I'm in love with Richard Gere. <laughs> but that's my favorite, my mom's favorite movie. I was watching it and she's like, are you watching my favorite movie with Julia Roberts? I'm like, I am. Oh, yeah. So it's my mom's favorite movie. I think I saw Pretty Woman in high school, to be honest. Okay. Yeah. And I was really, con- um, my little virgin brain in high school was really confused with some of the scenes. And uh-huh. every year that I've watched it out older, I'm just like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And now the fi- the this final time that I've recently seen Pretty Woman, I'm like, they do have sex in every single scene. Yeah. It's just how they start. Because yeah. I, <laughs> I didn't think that they had sex. I was like, oh, they gradually do things together. No. Yeah. <laughs> have sex. Every every night. <laughs> every single night. Every single night. Um, well, okay. So fun fact number one, which I think is a, a perfect fun fact to know as we start talking about like the movie. So I think a lot of people know the very famous outfit that Julia Roberts wears in the very beginning as Vivian. She's wearing the really like just super platinum blonde bob with the bangs. Um, She's wearing this red jacket. She's wearing what I think is like the like creme de la creme, like hooker dress. (laughs) It's like a white, it's like a, it's almost like a, like almost a crochet material, but a very like tight knit crochet material. It is white top, like almost a white tube top with straps. There is a circle, like a metal circle in the middle of her abdomen. And then it goes down into like this cool blue tie dye thing. She's wearing knee high pattern boots, just giving everything. Mm-hmm. Well, the costume designer for Pretty Woman actually found all of those pieces on Hollywood Boulevard. So the coat that was worn, the coat that is worn by Julia Roberts was actually worn by a random person and they bought the jacket from that person just straight up with cash. Wow. Yeah. So a lot of the, yeah, it's the, all of the pieces that she's wearing in that first scene, they were all bought on Hollywood Boulevard. That was really cool. That is really cool. That's yeah. like, that's as authentic as it gets. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, I wonder how much they paid for that jacket. Because it can it can sell now. I mean, it can sell now, but they probably paid like 20 bucks for it. <laughs> right. Like, give me that jacket. Like, fuck. Yeah, give me that jacket. I'll give it to you for 20 bucks. No, for real. Mm-hmm. 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... I was going to say, I think what struck me the most about Pretty Woman was Richard Gere. <laughs> I love him so much from Chicago is the only movie I knew him from. Oh, okay. I freaking love that movie so much. And then when I was like, oh my God, he's in Pretty, like, I think I knew he was in Pretty Woman, but then I didn't know. Hmm. So I saw it, I was like, what? But I freaking, oh, I have a fun fact. He said no. He did say no. Yeah, I remember. And I'm like, why? He said no like several times. And Julia Roberts had to audition two times for yeah, yeah, because she wasn't a quote unquote big enough star yet. This was like her first. She was 21 at the time. Big movie. This was her first. Because Mary Marshall was doing it, and yeah, 
And then um, Molly Ringwald was supposed to be. Um... <laughs> I'm so rosy 80s, but I can't stand her. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. Maybe. You know, I do know why. Because she was the mother in Secret Life of an American Teenager. And she irritated the shit out of me. Oh, whoa. Yeah. I kind of forgot about that show. Oh, yeah. Completely forgettable. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing profound happened in that show, but yeah. That was pretty, well, yeah, that was a pretty big show. That was a pretty big show for a while, though. It was. Like, during the era of, like, Vampire Diaries and, like, that 90210 and, um, uh, uh, One Tree Hill. Do you remember that? It was on MTV. I've seen no One Tree Hill was WB. Oh wait, no, just kidding. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Oh, the hills, the hills, the hills, the hills. I don't remember seeing that. Like Spencer Pratt and like other people. No, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Well. Okay. So something about something that i found really funny about pretty woman and this has to do with a specific actor so i think everybody knows joe from the princess diary series mm-hmm. why is he again in well i don't know what came first pretty woman or princess diaries but whoever pretty woman pretty woman came first okay yes. so why is he again casted in princess diaries as the guy that ends up because he's really good friends with gary marshall and gary marshall gives him jobs <laughs> that's what that's what it does no honestly that's what it was because <laughs> but i'm like damn i want to i want to be friends with the director he can hire me anytime um, but i found it interesting um that the guy who plays joe hector elizondo in pretty woman you know he is like this very like high and mighty you know he he's the manager of the manager the of the hotel yeah manager of the hotel and he and you know special guests are like family and so, you know, when Vivian is, when they're going to go to dinner for the very first time and Vivian's like, I don't know how to do dinner. And he helps her. And then boom, Princess Diaries, Joe is helping Mia all the time. I'm just like, why are we always being typecasted, sir? Yeah. I think he's like, I I notice it, but I love it at the same time because it's like really sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, sweet little notions and you know, but am I the only one that thinks probably not, but you know, after the whole era of 50 shades of gray blown over, am I the only one that kind of understands that Richard Gere's character is like the first <laughs> Mr. Gray, very tame, but the idea of like, Oh no, no feelings. I don't kiss. Blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, okay. You know what bothered me about that statement is the second time that they get intimate when she goes downstairs and he's playing the piano mm-hmm. and he tries to kiss her. I think that didn't make any sense to me because they still yeah. hadn't gotten super personal with each other yet. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, like, you know, when she's in front of him and he's like going in and she's moving away, I'm like, that shouldn't have happened. Like in the realistic yeah. time of how they've kind of put strains on their relationship, right? That was still like the next day. That was still too soon because it really wasn't until the scene where they watched um, that jockey match and she's talking to polo. The, the polo jockey. <laughs> jockey match. It's a polo. <laughs> polo. Polo match. Oh my God. They're even wearing the 
they were wearing a lap rock Lauren, little little polo thing. Um, she's talking to the grandson of the old guy who mm-hmm. Edward is trying to like get boot out of his um, business, and then he tells her he's like, oh, "I saw you talking to him, and I didn't like it." I'm like, yeah. that is now the appropriate time to introduce that they're starting to develop romantic feelings. Mm. I don't know what the director was thinking when they're just like, and now kind of try to kiss her and Julia move away. I'm like, that's not realistic. That doesn't add up with the timeline. I was always confused by that scene. And I think now, especially today when we're like talking about it, so I had paid more close attention. I was like, mm-hmm. that's inappropriate. It doesn't make sense. Shouldn't have happened. That's just weird. Mm. I think I never really like considered it because i was like oh i think i rationalized it with like he, he's been had, was he drinking he, w- oh, the, he was he so was, was like kind of yeah i was like oh okay this asshole's drunk and he's just like but I, at the same time i think his boundaries weren't as strong as hers because mm. it was very much like like kissing mattered to her and he was like, yeah, I don't, I don't either. Could have been like a, I don't know. Like a, oh yeah. Like, like a thing to say, you know? Yeah. Interesting. But, I but yeah, it was like really, I was like, okay. <laughs> um. Okay. Fun fact number two. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. So the original script to Pretty Woman, first of all, the movie wasn't called Pretty Woman. It was called 3000. Because the whole idea of their like relationship, quote unquote, is that he's going to pay her $3,000 at the end of the week. So that's why the script was titled 3000. The script was way darker than the now movie. At the end, Vivian's friend Kit dies of an overdose. And Edward throws Vivian out of the car and throws her the $3,000 that she was going to get at the end of the week and they don't end up together. But Disney actually acquired this film and Disney producers stepped in and had them rewrite the ending to give it the modern fairy tale. So thanks, Disney. Which I think is an amazing choice. (laughs) Because if it would have stayed, first of all, did you read the movies that made us? I mean, did you watch the movies that made us? What do you mean? On Netflix? The documentary oh, show? No, the movies no. that made us? Okay, okay. Because they talk about Pretty Woman is one of the episodes. Yeah. Um, and they talk about, like, the script and everything. And the writer was like, yeah, I went through X amount of drafts and stuff. But I think it wouldn't have been the same. Like, a tragedy is great and everything. But at the same time, I don't think... It would have been as successful, especially during that time when a bunch of these like like rom coms were rom coms were kind of getting the big the thing, right? <clears throat> so it's like, and it wouldn't. I don't think it would have been as iconic as it is now, because yeah. like everyone wanted to root for Vivian and all of these. It's been like with the fashion and everything. It was like a phenomenon it was a, yeah I, that's a good word to say phenomenon i think also too um it would kind of take away from i think kind of like the the big message in this movie is just like the power to choose when you want to say no or like the power to choose your life because mm-hmm. 
something that I didn't understand watching this movie growing up. And now that I feel like I'm a little bit older, I do understand, um, you know, when Edward is just like, oh, I want you to stay and I'm going to set you up with an apartment, yada, yada, yada. I Growing up, I was like, yeah, hell yeah. But there is a really great line where she says, so what am I, are you just going to stop by and leave money at the door whenever you come in and out? And I was like, that is very interesting because now we're getting kind of this really independent thought where she's realizing like, there's this lifestyle. Maybe I don't have to choose this exact lifestyle, but there's way more out there for me. And even though this sounds like a really great offer, I want more. And she says, like when she says, you know, I want more. And he's like, what is it more that you want? She's like, I want the fairy tale. Mm -hmm. And that maybe doesn't even include like the love, but the idea that like she gets out of where she is. Mm -hmm. So I think if the original scripts was the movie, we would totally lose that message. We would just see somebody Mm -hmm. lose. Right. Yeah. And there wouldn't be any arc if she's going from on the streets to back to the streets and he's treating her like prostitute. Yeah. So it's like, (laughs) yeah, because that's a really thing that I noticed um, in the dialogue where like the few times where she's just like, you're treating me like a prostitute. And he's like, I've never treated you like a prostitute until the very end where she's just like, you just did. Right. Because Mm -hmm. Because that's what rich people do. Yeah set up their set up their girls in these nice ass apartments and leave money at the door yeah so it's maybe i wanted more and she got more although the ending's kind of like i think i just had a lot of questions right because at the end she's packing up to go to san francisco he comes back and then there's that line he's like so what happens after the prince saves the princess she's like she saves him right back and i'm like oh <laughs> Mm. yeah maybe they think well you know that the the subplot is like he's trying to cut this deal with this business owner so he can sell the business off for scraps right so it's like but he chooses to go into partnership with him Mm -hmm. instead and i think a lot of that has to do with vivian so maybe they're they're like alluding to that like oh making him a better person or like making him yeah like making him nicer is what he (laughs) making him nicer is what what she and I think making him like appreciate because you know there's a lot of animosity with his dead father and it's like like that's the reason why he was doing it but I yeah I don't know a lot of those rom-coms are just like they leave the ending open because it is like happily ever after is the period nothing is supposed to happen after so it's like okay you're like oh <laughs> a little weird yeah but uh, now that we're on the ending <laughs> the music choice for the ending that takes me completely out of this sweet notion of him you know he's this big grand gesture okay the music is fine he at the beginning he's showing up in the limo he's playing the opera from when they went to san francisco and he's climbing the fire escape and blah 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 but when they kiss that crescendo it's just so weird and i'm just like 
I laughed. I'm just like, it's so weird. It doesn't but, match the, it just does not match. It's a lot. It's, it's a li- and I'm, and I love, like, I have a flair for the dramatics and it's yeah. all much. I was like, wow, crescendo, like how cheesy weapon. Also, I just want to like point out that, okay, we're talking things that don't match or things that like kind of like just made us laugh. Um, they do not go to Rodeo Drive in that in the scene where she goes to Rode, Rodeo Drive, baby, when she's like, where do I find a nice dress? You literally see that it is the hotel and then like a few shops there. Yeah. That's a little bit that I've really legitimately like been to Rodeo Drive and I memorized that. But mm. I don't think that is Rodeo Drive. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. It could be like a little part of Rodeo Drive. Mm-hmm. But... I think for like I think for a movie that like that big and that's going to be reaching or reaching a wider audience like it would have been the most impactful to actually put it in like the very famous part of Rodeo Drive with the palm trees and like the two scenes and because like went not like now watching it I was like she just goes to the store there wasn't that and you know like they fill it with like a bunch of people that are like whispering and whispering but but there's nothing really lavish that's like a little small street like rodeo drive like the the famous part of rodeo drive that you see all these bitches fucking taking pictures at and whatever like that is for a lot of people that is the like elite shopping like that is where it's at so mm-hmm. it felt kind of weird to me that like Rodeo Drive and then they just show Womp. <laughs> and yeah. like one of these places, the, the when she goes back to the manager and he's just like, what are you doing here? Da, da, da. Like you're his quote unquote niece. She's like, I have all this money. And he calls at one store to help her. It looks like a department store. Like yeah. <laughs> it was kind of weird. I was, I just, I don't know mm-hmm. something about it. You know, I guess maybe because I just am hyper aware of like what Rodeo Drive looks like and like now here in LA. Um, I don't know how it looked like before. I don't think I was even old enough to be there or even born when this movie came out. Um, when did this movie come out? Yeah, I was not born when this movie came out. I think it was like ninety, like barely nineties. Yeah, I was not born. I wasn't even thought of. Not even. Nope. Um, I think. I think looking at it now i'm just like yeah that could have been that could have just heightened the kind of like luxury because you know the hotel you know all these people with like the fancy clothes and the jewelry yeah you get that but then outside it kind of just looked like everybody was normal so i didn't really feel i didn't really feel like the heavy contrast when she goes to get the clothes because even the scene with like the one like the women I'm just like, yeah. it's just like a little boutique. You know what I mean? Like, whatever. Like, people at boutiques are rude anyway. Mm-hmm. So it didn't feel, yeah. I don't know. It felt weird. It felt a little off. It felt off. Yeah. I think what? I think maybe because I don't understand the 90s. And because, like, you know, most of the people, most of the extras are, like, elitists, right? So they're mm-hmm. dressed a certain way and all this other stuff. I didn't understand the gloves. Like, it's such a small thing, and I'm like, are you trying, like, are you taking from, because I know people don't dress like this, I think. I At least I think in the 90s, people didn't dress like that. Not in America, 
especially not in America. So yeah. it's like the the I think the idea of what was proper, yeah, and, like a proper looking lady was so strange to me because it, it felt yeah. outdated. Yes, it and, did. And the glow felt really outdated. Yeah, like, so I'm like maybe it's like I'm in maybe it's because I'm living in 2021. <laughs> but it felt it felt outdated. Maybe maybe next time we'll get someone that's like really into like history of fashion and like po- pick their brain, but. Oh. personally the red dress when they go to the opera with the white gloves that killed it for me killed it i didn't killed I just, it like it was bad or killed it like oh my god i'm slayed oh, killed it like ruined like put me down i was like why are these white gloves i didn't like the white gloves i like the white gloves <laughs> bye i didn't like the white gloves also i don't really get the whole little like that scene where she's going in and he like pretend to like get her finger and she just laughs i'm like that's weird <laughs> it was candid that's why oh yeah i i read about that it was really apparently it was really hard to get her to laugh like that scene where she's watching the i love lucy episode off screen they had to tickle her feet it was so hard for her to get to get her to laugh on camera one of my since we're on i love lucy perfect segue mm-hmm. one of my i have my notes here yeah. <laughs> There was a comment that I made. Oh, my God. She's seducing him to I Love Lucy. This is so fucking weird. <laughs> that was my comment. <laughs> I have a little picnic here down if you want to come. I was like... She starts crawling up his leg. I was like, freaking Lucy and her friend are still being clowns in the oh, background. Can we turn? And then she muted it. Thank God. <laughs> Those my those are my comments. Like, what the fuck is this? Oh my god, that I don't know. I even was like, oh, turn that shit off. Like he's <laughs> like he's gonna look. I don't know. Like it just didn't make sense to me. Watching the show, um, not even. <laughs> also, too, after that scene, and then he wake up the next day and he walk, he sees a wig. How did you not know that that? is a wig it's a wig like yeah. you y'all went at it how did you not realize that the wig fell off or like when you woke up and you rolled over and you saw no he did see her hair did he see her hair was there a scene where he saw her hair no he saw just the wig at at night he saw her without the wig when she was sleeping yeah okay but i'm just like how did that shit not come off yeah <laughs> like that it didn't look it didn't look like it was pinned down or anything yeah, like it didn't look properly glued down and nothing like it just i was so confused uh, that, hmm, that bit in the morning red he's like much better i'm like bro you had to have seen that before too what yeah. i was like come on also too so much hair and then like how does shit go in the wig i was like you know what maybe that's why it's like the wig was like puffy because she's got a shit ton of hair that's just like stuffed. Another fun fact about her hair. What? Her hair, Julia Roberts' hair is red, but it's a darker red. So they actually dyed it for the movie, but in this to, to be more vibrant, to be more red. But in the scene where she's in the bathtub, they actually use soap detergent to make it more soapy. And the soap detergent actually removed the color that that night had to do an emergency re-dye of her hair because the color came off. Yeah. She got a lot of hair too. She got a lot of hair. 
she's like okay so the the bathtub scene i oh i could not help but cringe it is kind of cringe it wasn't her singing it was the fact that he was watching her <laughs> and i would hate for that someone to do that to me like no <laughs> like watching her embarrassment just made me like turtle shell i'm just like oh my god just like <laughs> open your eyes <laughs> please also first of all how, i feel like you would feel somebody in there no right like if someone is okay so like max came into the room my mm-hmm. body goes cold when there's like a presence yeah a presence so i'm like you like, don't know you feel it. yeah i'm just like damn um it was kind of weird it, to me. I mean, I get, I got the whole scene of like, like you're, you're split, you know, humanize her. His personality. She's so charming. Not like the other girls. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like Prince. Okay. I'm sure a lot of girls sing to Prince. But, yeah. But, um, yeah. Also, I fucking hate the lawyer. I hate the lawyer so much. Yeah, no. I hate But him. I think he added he added a lot to this story and they, they humanized um women of the night a lot in this movie yeah they really did so it's like and i don't know it didn't do anything for the stigma because i still know people who are like Ew, prostitutes but like yeah they're just working bro. it was kind of interesting you know like i think something that really I think just more confused me was the scene where the lawyer is the character for the lawyer is Stuckley when he comes to look for Edward and you know they're sitting there and he's like well maybe if I get with you then I won't care about losing millions of dollars and yada 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 and I don't know that dialogue didn't feel correct to me because like their first encounter when they're at the polo match That jockey game. <laughs> jockey match, whatever. <laughs> when they go to the polo match and they see that he meets her for the first time, he's coming on to her. Mm-hmm. So then, I don't know. I understand that the point is that she's changing him. But I don't know. Something about Stuckley's dialogue when he, before he like attacks her, something about that didn't feel right to me i think it was i don't know if it was poorly written or it wasn't or there wasn't enough to show that stuckley was pissed off at her because of him so it just something about it yeah it didn't really connect to me yeah Mm -hmm. connect to me also another fun fact about that scene you know, when Richard Gere and um, the guy that plays Stuckley, they're getting into it and they fight. If you look closely at that scene, Richard Gere is like licking his like inside of his mouth. That is because <laughs> he actually broke the crown of one of his molars. <laughs> Why? He broke the crown of one of his molars when they when they because uh, I think Stuckley like punches him in the face first and then he goes Wow, I don't know. Okay. But uh yeah, Richard Gere actually got hurt. Broke broke his tooth. Damn. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It's it was just a molar. <laughs> um that I think that like the very beginning of that fight scene when he pulls him off when 
Edward pulls Steckley off is so awkward because it was very much like the actor standing here, the camera's here, actor standing here. And then he steps, he steps in like he was just standing there, not like he was running in from the door. Yeah, no. I'm like, would have been the stunt coordinator. (laughs) Would have been better if he came from her left, so behind the couch. Yeah. You hear the door slam and he's like, get off of her. And then exactly. Even then, I think anybody in that situation would have hopped over the couch and just like, so I yeah. should have fallen to the left. I just don't know why he stepped on the couch. Like, why did you step on the couch? Yeah. To, like, because, like, that doesn't give you leverage. Oh, very awkward. <laughs> it makes it harder for you to bend down, especially because, like, he's so tall to yeah. pull him off. It's just weird. It felt like it felt like a fight scene in Downton Abbey. <laughs> Those scenes are terrible. Okay. Every time someone throws a punch in Downton Abbey, it's cringe because it's just, it's quiet. There's no like music going on. And it's just, yeah, it's awful. So it felt like that. Wow. <laughs> it felt a lot like that. Different experience. Yeah. All right. Any final words for Pretty Woman? Um, no, I'm looking back at my notes. Um, Oh, the whole the banter about I would have taken two hundred. I would have I would have paid four. Or I would have taken two thousand. I would have paid four thousand. I'm like, you only figured this situation out because three thousand for a week. No, you're worth, girl. That is too little. I that think. was too little. Too little. That was way too little. And this asshole just admitted to being able. He would have paid for four thousand. Of course, he would have paid it. That was way too little. Way too. I thought thinking about it now, when I just watched it, I was just like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. You make $3,000 in a month. You know, some people make $3,000 in a month, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, this is somebody who is going to be at quote unquote, I need you at my beck and call, right? Mm-hmm. Beck and call. Um, you, you have to sleep with this person every single night. All right, you gotta wait around for this person. You have to go to all of these things. Okay, sure. She probably got hella money from all of those clothes. Okay, yeah. but that is you're paying somebody. I do not think even escorts will take less than three thousand dollars for that much. That that was way too little. Ten thousand dollars. You could have asked for ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars. And also, too, she's giving her money to her friend. Which I get, you know, that she's trying to help her friend out. But I'm just like, girl, you only have $3,000. Like, use it wisely. Because you're how much is your rent? How much is your rent? You know, it's probably cheaper than we think it was because this was, like, early 90s. <laughs> but and still, yeah. like, that would only last you, like, maybe, what, like, four four months rent. Yeah. But then what? Also, where was she going to go with that, mu- with that money to San Francisco? Yeah. But again, San Francisco is really expensive. I don't know how it was in there. Another thing, when he, okay, you know, like at the end, when she's taking her stuff out of the hotel room, right? And he's like, I'll carry this. And he closes the door and says, stay. And I'm like, girl, you have a lot more willpower than I do because I would have stayed. I would have I been like, you know what? You're right. Okay. My morals are like, not my morals, my, my boundaries, out the window. You're right. I could stay in an apartment. Leave the money at the door. 
that that is why for a while I never understood why she would say no because I'm like yo I would do that because mm-hmm. I'm like I could use that money and like go to school or do whatever blah 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 so yeah and that scene is like you stay I would have been like okay okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> but then the other part of me I'm just like no she knows what she wants she's gonna yeah. say no she knows that she can say no and just walk out also too mm-hmm. all of those clothes fit in only those two dust bags and a Neiman Marcus circle box right like dude <laughs> I saw there were a lot of outfits there were a lot oh, of like, two garment bags are gonna be able to yeah. do that and then that little little Neiman Marcus circle box with the handle I'm like there had to be more stuff right mm-hmm. because she that's- pawned it all off before she left she pawned it <laughs> That's what I would have done. I'd be like, the money flow is stopping. I don't need these clothes anymore. I would have done that too. Just... But then again, you know, I probably would have done it. She knew she was going to end up back where she was. So she was like, he'll come to his senses. His senses. Yeah. I love it. What a weird thing, too, that weird interaction when um the hotel manager and Edward last exchange. Like, it'd be so hard. It must be hard to let something so beautiful go. I think something more could have been said. Something yeah, like- those little moments where it's like a side character is like trying to tell the main character, like you, you know, don't let her get away, blah blah blah. It's just so, I don't know. She is more than a pretty woman. Can we say something? Yeah. It must be so hard to let something so special. That sounds nicer than something so so beautiful. Waco. Like, yeah, you're comparing her to a fucking jewelry. That- or if I may overstep yeah. my position because you're higher than me and I'm not. Um, I think that being an idiot, just go after her. Yeah, but well, you know, um, he dropped her off yesterday. Yeah, just say. I know this isn't my place, but I think you would be a damn fool to just leave to New York without trying one more time. Oh, I should write. <laughs> I should be a writer. <laughs> I should be a writer. <laughs> yeah. And it must be so hard to let something so beautiful go. What? What are you talking mm-hmm. about? Like, I would be like, what? Like, I, it, was a, it was a rental. It was on loan. I have to give it back. <laughs> I meant the girl. Oh, well, you should have said that. Yeah, you should have said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Bam. Also, one one final thought. I don't know any person that would be so comfortable to just leave you with their credit card. No. I need anything. She has my card. Like, I wouldn't do that. No. I would not leave anybody, even if I trusted them with my life with my credit card. Because... Mind you, maybe they're not going to do anything, but uh, they could lose it. Straight mm-hmm. up lose it. Or be be left somewhere. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I felt weird because when Kit comes and they're sitting, they go outside to sit down. She like tosses the card on the table. I'm like, she still has this fucking credit card. She's about to fucking leave. She still has this fucking credit card. Mm-hmm. Dude. <laughs> I don't know if it makes sense to me because at that point you would think, oh, now she's just going to use her own money, right? Because she is her own person. But she tosses the card. I'm like, what? I don't even eat. Just mm-hmm. sit. Like, why do you need the card anyway if you're just going to sit? It's yeah. Weird. <laughs> it's weird. Uh, and another thing. I was promise you one last thing. I just remembered this. 
She says, I love you after you finally see on camera that they've had sex. Right. But then when she's talking with her friend, she's like, you love him. She's like, I don't love him. I really, really like him. I'm like, you're a liar. Because you just said, I love you to him. And he heard you. That also pissed me off. I'm like, so we're just not going to acknowledge that, that she said, I love you. Yeah. So no one's going to. Okay, all right. I'm just saying, like you said it, and it was there in the movie. No one acknowledged yeah, it. Yeah, I saw him. He heard it. I saw. I. She said it. He heard it. He opened his eyes when she closed his eyes. Closed her eyes. Mm-hmm. Strange. Yeah. <laughs> Don't write something if you're not gonna go back to it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, well like, I was more upset that he didn't say it back. <laughs> Me too. He never said it at the end. Dude, what the hell? <laughs> wow. We were robbed. We were robbed. Damn, wait a minute. Yeah, you never said it. If Disney stepped in to fucking change the whole thing, then they allowed it. That, and he has to say, I love you back. Like, yeah. And he has to say, I love you back. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell was that? What the hell was this? Mm-hmm. Trash touchstone. Someone got fired. <laughs> someone got fired. I'm sure someone got fired. Sure when Disney stepped in, they're just like, no, 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 no. First order of businesses, we're firing literally everybody. And then we're redoing this again. I think that's why I was so surprised. Well, no, I wasn't. No, because when I heard that it was like a Disney film, I was like, okay, let me. Oh, Disney just acquired Touchstone. That's why. Yeah. But. but. All right. What's our next movie? Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, my goodness. I fucking love this movie so much. This movie has it all. Really? I didn't have to rewatch it. But okay. I did. <laughs> I didn't rewatch. Um, I had to rewatch just a little bit of it just to kind of remember the timeline. Okay. Yeah. Like, I love. I have. Yeah. So many pages of notes. Just my reactions. Just my reactions. Cause I, I love this movie so much. It's the only rom com that I will rewatch and rewatch. I think this is. I think Crazy Rich Asians is. I think the really beginning of making uh, making read the remake of rom-coms in a way where they can be taken seriously right because i feel yeah. a lot of rom-coms are just subjugated to being a rom-com mm-hmm. uh, chick flick blah, but crazy rich asians really gave you a really good like first look at such a cultural phenomenon that a, a lot of people don't know exists Mm-hmm. And this weird cultural, like, um, restriction that people grow up in. Yeah. Right? I think a lot of it had to do with, like, it was about, like, they they went deeper into the characters mm-hmm. than most rom-coms do because it's very surface level. It's yeah. just a love story. You get a little bit about their character and why they have apprehensions or whatever. But Crazy Rich Asians was really, like, like a lot of it is not subtext but because because they're so damn passive aggressive sometimes it's like i don't know you feel i feel like you got 
Sorry, Max just he's sleeping, and I guess I'm being too loud because he went. Like, oh, sorry, dog. My dog is very past. Speaking of passive aggressive, um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just you got more of the characters, and you you understood why Eleanor was the villain because mm-hmm. she was in the same position as Rachel, and she was like, you know what? Yeah, maybe, maybe. I'm I'm going to give my son the best chance because I was looked at this way or blah blah blah. Also, I just came off rewatching The Crown, and every time I I don't know why I was like when they were greeting each other I was like someone should bow. I don't know why. Like yeah, but I, I think like, it was just I think it was just like the the okay you know um, Aquafina's character when Rachel comes to the house to Aquafina's character's house for the first time and she tells them like they are like mega rich like famous like royalty I think that's kind of why I, I felt that way too I'm like I feel like this handshake isn't enough yeah like oh when she when she goes and hugs Eleanor for the first time I'm like you don't touch the queen. <laughs> You don't touch her weight. That is that is so American. <laughs> just say that is the most American. Like just going up and hugging anybody, it's like well, stop. There is a there is a system to this. There did you not just see what you walked into? Like, do you really think you can just hug whatever you want? Are you are you joking me? Mm-hmm. You're 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 shitting me, Rachel. Really. Yeah. And she's like, sorry, I'm just trying to learn the lingo. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Wipe that American shit out. Stop, right. <laughs> she's like, stop exposing us like this, Rachel. <laughs> yeah. Stop talking, yeah. Rachel. Rachel, stop talking. For real. I say that Astrid is queen. <laughs> oh, my God. I love her. Where did I, I, where did I put it? Queen. I said, yeah, I love Astrid. <laughs> That's I it. love Astrid. I think I think I think another thing that's really great about Crazy Rich Asians is that when there are rom-coms with like two love plots, they both have to end up together, right? Mm-hmm. And Crazy Rich Asians is very realistic, also extremely almost taboo because at the end, Astrid leaves her husband mm-hmm. because she's like, "No, you were just really insecure and you had a really big ego." Yeah. Because now my wealth became your wealth and you felt that I had to continuously give and give more. And that's not how that works. Mm-hmm. And she leaves. So yeah. first of all, what a power move, but also to how interesting for, well, even for even, you know, not even just the movie, but Kevin Kwan to give this character that is Asian the ability to leave because yeah. a lot of cultures frown upon you leaving and it's refreshing to see somebody who is wealthy and she does it on her own and she wasn't afraid to give him a chance and give Mm -hmm. him her wealth so that they can share it and he can have his own to then feel confident to be like no it is your fault it's not my fault it is your fault and leave Mm -hmm. tell me where you see that i'm waiting right exactly (laughs) exactly and they gave astrid a good amount of this film to be like her own person have her own arc have her own story it's like well usually in these in like smaller rom-coms or like 
rom-coms before crazy rich asians it's like side characters are there only to help the main characters yeah they don't really go through their own journey they mm-hmm. don't really make a contribution or something you know yeah if they do it's because they're trying to get their friends back together or something right exactly and i like that there are so many different love stories going on mm-hmm. in this in this film because like you have Araminta and Colin too where it's like that that is a little more two-dimensional they're they're there to help the the main characters well Colin is Araminta is just like there her wedding dress though is amazing (laughs) (laughs) fucking the I want to get married on a paddy field (laughs) Eleanor, stop bashing this ceremony. Look at how beautiful I it know. is. Okay, well, also, something interesting that I, I saw in the movie and then a fun fact. Um, super similar, her gold jumpsuit that you see her in versus then the, like almost the full gold sequin down boots that she's wearing for her wedding. I thought that was interesting. The jumpsuit from when? Um, wasn't it like the first time they meet at that party? Someone's wearing like a really gold, gold jumpsuit and it almost looks the exact same as the kind of gold under tire that she's wearing during the wedding. With like the gold boots, like. Oh, it was like one of her costumes from before was a. I think so. I think I thought it was her her honeymoon, her bachelorette party. I think it was. Yeah, it was was a really big ass party. Was that the bachelorette party? Yeah. Because like they had like a party at the they had a party at the airport. It was like cocktails where yeah, yeah. two parties split and they went to the island. Yeah, yeah. I think that was I think that was it. She's hilarious, but I like how they had that conversation with um, Astrid and Rachel on the island where it's like you know people long enough, you start making excuses for them. Mm-hmm. And Araminta was the example because yeah, she is very much she's she's a party girl. She's a kind soul, but she's got shit friends. And it's like, well, yeah, that's probably because these these girls have been with each other for forever. And then you just make excuses for them to continue to be together. Right. And then it alludes to Nick and all of his family drama. And it's just like you keep making excuses for them. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I love him. Oh, my God. Henry Golding. I'm like, can you look uh- at me? Like, <laughs> okay, so two fun facts that I found out about Henry Golding. Number one, he said no to this. He thought that he did initially. He, so the way that he was discovered, the accountant, there was an accountant that told director John M. Chu about a really good looking gentleman that she'd seen on a travel show. So the director started stalking Henry Golding on social media. And so Henry was really surprised when he saw that John M. Chu started following him on social media. Didn't know what that meant yet. But when they contacted Henry Golding to ask if you want to do the movie, he was like, oh, my God, this is going to be a really big movie. I feel like this is for somebody like more famous. Oh, my God. He turned it down because he was humble. (laughs) And then... And then he had to cut his own honeymoon short to go and film. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if I'd be mad or if I'd be like, oh my God, let's go. So I thought that was interesting. I think since we're on the subject of John M. Chu, there was no one 
who could have done it as extravagant as he did because he understands the show. Yeah. Like money and all of this, like money is elegance. Money is power. Mm -hmm. Money is all of these extraordinary things, these vibrant colors. And then also the cultural side with the food and the colors and everything like that. And it's like, I don't think there was anybody who could have done it better because this guy comes from not a musical background, but he's done uh, really like he really big. Well, not like I think Crazy Rich Asians was his biggest movie, but like he his debut was like one of the step up movies. So there's a lot of like things coming together. There's already an attention to detail. And I mean, like Kevin Aquan's book is I think again no one could have done it better than John M. Chu to bring Kevin Aquan's book to life because Kevin Aquan is almost doing like an expose of like you guys don't understand the wealth that these people really have like you think your celebrities are wealthy check out the really silent wealthy people in Asia and Mm -hmm. all of the crazy shit they're up to um it was really funny because uh, they did a Vogue ended up doing kind of like a little mini video on um, the real life crazy rich Asians. And they mm-hmm. followed around these, um, yeah, these literally crazy rich Asian women that are going to um, Paris Fashion Week. And Kevin O'Quan goes with them and um, they do like a little sit down dinner, like a sit down lunch. And one of the women I actually now follow on YouTube because I think she's really cool. <laughs> I can't remember her last name, but her name is Love. She's like a super famous actress in the Philippines. And she's actually married to some politician. Um, and, you know, like she talks about, she mentioned something about like clothes. And she's like, like we like couture because it tells a story. We can appreciate the art form. And then Kevin O'Quan is like, they are not afraid to spend. Mm-hmm dollars like to them this isn't any this is nothing to them this is reasonable to buy like they Mm -hmm. appreciate something and they'll buy it yeah like these women were getting like private fittings after the fashion show i was like like this is yeah so i think just the i think what anybody can remember from crazy rich asians even the wedding scene that's Mm -hmm. beautiful that was fucking gorgeous. Like down to the ambiance too. Because yeah. it's like oh, you wow. hear like the sound go and then like the song, it stops. Yeah. She stops singing so homegirl can step into the water. And I'm just like, wow. Like the cinematography, I forgot what his name was, but. Oh my God, man. I got yeah. chills the first time that I saw it. I was like, oh. <gasps> Mm-hmm. Like that. That. I want that's, that. that's how I want it that's exactly how I want it I don't know the rice patty thing like I don't know about like water because I think about it I'm like oh you have a dress wet mm. <laughs> <laughs> my dress wet but um like nice like pair so, of so speaking of glamour I have another fun fact for mm-hmm. you okay so do you remember the scene where Astrid is giving her husband Michael that watch Yes. Okay. So Kevin Aquan said 
that the watch had to be a Paul Newman Rolex Daytona from 19, from the 1960s. Uh, there is one that was sold in 2017 that is valued at a $17.8 million. So Kevin Aquan actually tracked down the special Rolex personally, and the watch was borrowed from a collector. It was flown around the world with its own bodyguard for a one second scene because they wanted to get everything authentic. Oh my God. See, and we all thought that Astrid spending 1.2 million on a pair of earrings was a lot. No, bro. This woman paid $17 million for an ungrateful husband who cheated on her. (laughs) Men. Men. But him specifically. It's trash. <laughs> like when he's like, it's your fault. You always make me feel so bad about myself. I'm like, excuse me. What the she gave her a little loser ass a chance too. Mm-hmm. Like she again, she loved you. What is okay? You know what is so interesting too? I think the contrast, the the really good contrast between Rachel's arc and Ashard's arc is the fact that Ashard was not afraid to give somebody that wasn't in the same like societal class, whatever, mm-hmm. a chance and love, right? And, you know, Rachel is is a person that's not getting that chance, that is having that consistent struggle with Eleanor. Yeah. I was just like, ah, oh, this movie is so good at showing, like, there is Rachel who is so deserving because she loves, she just loves Nick and she wants to be part of this family. <laughs> and then there is someone like Michael who got the chance and is a fucking asshole and mm-hmm. Astrid is just like no no also how fierce was the like last scene with Rachel and Eleanor when they're playing Mahjong and she's like I could have won and then she, she- but I what I love a lot uh what I love the most about this movie is that a lot was said that didn't need to be verbally said yeah. like we know she could have won because she was missing that one piece that she gave to Eleanor like she was like her own like checkmate bitch right like the the whole scene the whole game of mahjong was amazing i think i wrote about it in like the screen my screenwriting class last semester and i'm just like this is modern warfare like (laughs) (laughs) these these two women are duking it out right now yeah like my god and just like in the most like like small like just weirdly like nowhere looking place and the mom is there and she she's like i could have won it's so good i need to like pull up my my summary i analyzed they wrote a whole ass paper on crazy occasions for screenwriting but fierce no i think i i think i liked eleanor's like she she's the one veil because we all know like the the mother-in-law monster-in-law trope right but it's like i think eleanor is completely valid in her like ideals or her her wanting to protect her son from from whatever because you know she she does have this sense of like duty to the family you can't you can't follow one's passion because that's that isn't what she was taught and that's not what she was because I, I get to get the feeling that she had to give up a lot yeah at the same course. time because of the grandma so it's like 
I understand where she's coming from in that sense where it's like mm, Rachel she yeah she's Chinese but she's American she's more American than she is Chinese and that's not that I like I don't dig that yeah. for my son who's supposed to be running this corporation this empire that like there there was a plan set in stone and Rachel is everything but that plan yeah like now and and I think you know Rachel comes to understand that too she brings up the whole like you're making him choose a lose-lose situation you either yeah. lose family or you lose me and she's like so well but even then when she leaves I mean like you're already giving him a lose situation because you're leaving you know and like he was yeah. supposed to I think that was a little strange but I think Rachel I I like that it doesn't end with um again like that trope of like the 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 monster mother-in-law and the bride gets a revenge or something mm-hmm. you know it leaves off with with Rachel having so much respect she's like oh, yeah I get it like I'm gonna I'm going to mess it up what like in however way I am present yeah so, you know like you know you win like I I I understand that's you winning and you've made mm-hmm. me understand that there is there's more for him out there to lose and so she's like all right bow my head and i leave Mm -hmm. i think that was something that was just something really refreshing to see because you know she could have fucking ruined eleanor she could have plotted Mm -hmm. something to fucking ruin the mom or like take the mom down again in any comedy in any rom-com that we've seen where it's a mother-in-law and a bride that don't get along you see that i think i think what was built into i was gonna say candace was built into rachel who (laughs) played the actor um who what was built into her character was that she's not some conniving yeah she's not person and yeah she's game theory but she couldn't like you know she she could she could have thought of something but at the same time i don't think she would have like had the stomach for it Mm -hmm. and what i love is that after that when she concedes Eleanor goes back and she's like I'm doing all of this for my son because I love him so and and because I don't want to lose him right that's her greatest fear and then she's like well shit my greatest fear of losing him will come true because Rachel is right if she leaves he will resent me for like like I will I will get my way but this will ultimately ruin my relationship with my son. So, and, and that, that won't go through. So she gives her the, gives him the ring. And I'm just like, oh my God, this is like a fully fleshed out villain who yeah, has like- morals and has feelings and is trying to do the best she can with what she's been given. <laughs> mm-hmm. Can I just say too, like anybody out there that has grown up in like an immigrant household, it is so fucking true that the mom is like super attached to their son. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. Like, I know speaking from like being Latin American, it is so fucking true because these moms will stand up for their son. These, they're disgusting sons. They'll stand up for them forever. Um, I recently saw that on TLC, there's a show called I Love a Mama's Boy. Oh my god, this show makes me so mad at the fact that, like, this kind of relationship exists. 
like um there is this one couple he is i think he's either indian or he's middle eastern and mm-hmm. um he's dating uh he's just dating this girl and he wants to marry her and the mom is like no you're not buying her that expensive ring that she has to be grateful for what you give her wow or like and she'll like sabotage their dates like she'll show up to her dates and and the daughter will ask like can your mom like not come and she's just like oh I hate you. I hate you so much. You're never going to be good enough for my son. Blah, 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 blah. And the son's just like, oh, you can't talk to my mom that way. Da, da, da. And I'm like, bro, what? Step the fuck yeah. up and, and like, and separate, you know, like, it is really true. Like, like relationships like that do really exist. But mm-hmm. I think Crazy Rich Asian gives you the happy ending of like the mother being the one to understand where she is at fault. Mm-hmm. because also too what could have happened was nick just been like you know what i hate you right well even like at the wedding when it's revealed that the whole private investigator found her dad and he's here mm-hmm. and he's alive blah, blah blah affair if it if it was that show that you were talking about on tlc he would have been like oh yeah rachel like you gotta go yeah like you can't you can't talk to my mom like this blah 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 he yells at his grandmother his grandmother the queen queen. (laughs) she she is the money and it's like oh my god you really do love me (laughs) (laughs) oh my god but yeah like like he I i think in his like with nick's character he I don't know why. I don't. I don't know if it's excuses. Like he's making excuses for his family. I don't think he ever does, because he always explains to her why they have. Like he explained to her where his mom is coming from, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of the times it put pers- like it put it put Rachel's like mindset in perspective of like what's going on. Don't like that things were revealed to her as things happened. <laughs> how can you go on this long without your girlfriend knowing that you're like stupidly rich right like we've been together for a year i would she she does it as a joke like you use my like you have a job juice card you use my netflix password i would feel like why the fuck am i paying for your netflix company (laughs) (laughs) i feel like you owe me (laughs) You owe, you owe me money. <laughs> you owe me a share of Netflix at this point. Not even your Netflix account. I exactly. owe good shares. I'm just like, how the fuck do you just pretend to like be what? Okay, that's one thing that I never liked about any rom-com with the premise of um like like the prince in me with Julia Stiles. Yeah. Like he pretend like he's supposed to pretend to be poor right all you, all you have to do is just oh all you have to do is just wear regular regular clothes, regular clothes. right i would be and so valid is like yeah, i would be here. so suspicious if like i was dating somebody and they're pretending to be rich i'd be like how come you're not worried about money <laughs> like i don't want to be mm. you know, I don't wanna presumptuous but like you're not worried about that at all mm-hmm. like you're spending a lot that was a lot of money on dinner you didn't want to yeah no well i think i don't think he had i think he was a wasn't he a professor too i think he was but still like yeah 
How are you? How are you? You have your money. Why am I? Why am I still paying for your Netflix? How are you going to invite her to your friend's wedding and then like just not tell her straight up? By the way, right? Oh yeah, we're super rich. We're they're ridiculously rich. Yeah. And also, well, oh wait, no, 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 no. I answered my own question because Aquafina's character lets her borrow something the first time. What was your question? Because I was going to be like, and also, too, like, how would you not let her know ahead of time? Like, she has to buy all these nice-ass clothes. But then I was like, well, I mean, she, I mean, she, like, you know, Aquafina's character lets her borrow something. But still, mm-hmm. like, like, she was really setting her up to fail because it's like, how, how am I going to walk in with my little rinky-dink thrift store shop red dress? That I found discounted, and my mom said I would I could wear because it's a lucky color. If she would have shown up in red to that party, she would have been ridiculed because she was at a friend's house. <laughs> hell, it would have been hell. What the hell is wrong with you? Everyone's ball gown. That's the idea of cocktail. Ball gown, like the full length dress, jewelry, accessories. I show up in this red dress, puffy sleeves, and it's cut off at the knees. <laughs> the ponytail. <laughs> Hi, my name is Rachel. <laughs> oh my god, it was awful. Okay. So it's like, dude, what were you thinking? <laughs> oh, you should have told her, and they're not gonna like, care. Bro? Are you fucking joking me? Right. I was like, no, just because you don't care doesn't mean they're not gonna care. I'll be pissed. I would be oh. so be so pissed. My my boyfriend of X amount of years finally tells me that his family is super rich and sets me up to fail. Mm-hmm. You like you don't want me to be in your life. That's what that is, right? You want me to struggle. What was she gonna wear to the wedding? I know. What did she? What did she have in her suitcase for I that? To open it up, Rachel. I want to see. <laughs> That was my whole thing because I'm like, yo, if this girl is like, you know, obviously she's just a regular person. She's supposed to be going with all these people that are fucking wearing millions of dollars worth of stuff. Like, what was she supposed to wear? And if Carla and Araminta's wedding was like the event of the year, you know, people are freaking doing favors for designers like fucking that gala and (laughs) wearing their shit. You couldn't do that for her? Like... My God, because that, that I mean the dress for the wedding. Come on, man, that was beautiful. Right. Mm-hmm. How was she supposed to get that? Right. I don't know what she was gonna wear. What she planned on wearing for the wedding? <laughs> oh my God, awful. Well, you know what's so funny is that this movie does a really good job of showing us expensive and money. Yes. My fun fact is probably my favorite fact that I've found in all the movies we've talked about. So the film's production designer, Nelson Coates, told Architectural Digest that the location where the Young's estate was filmed was filled with monkey feces before production took over. The Young ancestral family estate was filmed at two abandoned mansions in a real 19th century estate called Tyresaw Park. So guess what, everybody? Before they made production at those two mansions covered in monkey shit not as glamorous as you would think that is nasty they would not be the poor souls who had to clean that shit up 
I think that's my favorite thing. I'm just like, <laughs> we fucking worked it yeah. to turn it out into something like from a from fucking Bible, like from heaven. That's what I would assume heaven is like walking into that house. Not even it's a house, not it's a state. And the freaking jade walls. And I'm just like, oh, damn. damn. Okay, now that I'm thinking about it, that means they really like redid almost the whole thing. Because if it was two abandoned mansions. Mm-hmm. Whoever down, that's an eye right there. Mm-hmm. Like you have an eye. That or, yeah. Well, Crazy Rich Asians really is an iconic movie. It has everything. It has everything. Mm-hmm. This movie has everything. Mm-hmm. I put. I love that they had conversations, and he never tried to defend his family. You have every reason to be upset. Adult conversations is what you get in Yes, yes. You don't get the you. Oh my god. <laughs> so one of the biggest reasons why Marina and I get so bothered by Bridgerton is the fact that they couldn't speak to each other. No, they couldn't communicate to each other. I love that Crazy Rich Asians is the adult film. Like when two people love each other, they will talk it out. Mm-hmm. They will listen to each other. They will talk. Because again, a lot of rom-coms, you get, you know, um, things left unsaid or like, or he never wanted to listen to her or whatever, blah, 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 blah. Or like the whole, like, I don't want to hear you. I don't believe you anymore. I can't believe this. And she like barely got a word in. Right. Mm, I also, (laughs) I had a comment that was like, snake in a blue dress she tried to camilla rachel freaking amanda <laughs> i was like no you get away from her <laughs> freaking snake in a blue dress snake in a blue dress but yeah i just have like random ass where what is that can you not read your own handwriting anymore? No, I can't. <laughs> oh, the smooth jazz is perfect. <laughs> that was one of <laughs> I, I love the... It's just the whole aesthetic of this film. It's like 1920s, 40s jazz. Yeah, I like it. Like, that, like there's this one song that replays throughout the whole movie, right? And it's like, it doesn't get annoying or anything. And it's just like perfect. I love it. The music is great. And the everything from the costume designer, the set designer, the production designer, everybody just turned it out. Right. It it it, it was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Like if this movie didn't do well, I would have been pissed. For real. Yeah. Like there's no way. There's no way it couldn't have. Yeah. There's no way. It was gorgeous. I wanna. I wanna meet. A person who hates on Crazy Rich Asians, just so I can hear Me their. Too. I want to know what kind of psychopath hates on Crazy Rich. <laughs> like, because I can't, I can't understand it. So maybe if I talk to somebody, I'm just like, in. right? Honestly, I don't want to. No. Yeah. We can go shot by shot if we want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have time for that. My my closing remark is John M. Chu, if by some miracle you are listening to this, 
and you want to take my opinion because he's doing the Wicked movie. And this is a movie Universal has been trying to get made for years. No one's been able to do it since coming off from In the Heights. John M. Chu has like, you know, solidified himself to be able to do movie musicals. Alphabet needs to be a perfect stranger to everybody. You need to make a star out of this girl, whoever you whoever you choose. I don't want to see a person who is like, you know, well, no, don't stunt cast Alphabet and Glinda. Like, these two girls need to be brand new to the scene. Please. I know Ariana Grande can do it. Everyone knows she can do it. We don't need to see her do it. <laughs> like... What's someone new? Right, new, fresh. And for God, like crying out loud, pick from Broadway when you cast everyone else. Please. This was something yeah. that we've talked about in another, in a previous yeah. episode. Mm-hmm. Um, can, okay. Yeah, that's all I gotta say. Related <laughs> to anything, I will just admit it. What is that noise? First of all, this is why I hate living near the train tracks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> it's like every time i stop talking okay never mind um i'm just gonna say i couldn't finish in the heights you know <sighs> i was excited for it i really was when i came out of it I was like, you know, the original IP will always be better. <laughs> the original will always be better. Well, well, that's speaking a lot, but most part. I think just like the, the, some of the cuts, and we can do another what's called on this. Some of the cuts didn't make sense. There's a song that they took out that completely just, it reworks Nina's arc. And it's just so, I don't know. I'm so upset because it's one of my favorite songs. She sings to she sings a song about the abuela. Mm-hmm. She like it's called Everything I Know. They took it out, and I'm like, why the fuck would you do that? The most beautiful part of that story of that movie was Paciencia y Fe, um, the grandma song. But the ending was so freaking weird. Like, why do we need to know uh, Vanessa and what's his face got married? I don't know. They just there's a lot of stuff that is in them that they added into the movie that just was like I don't know. Some of the cinematography choices were weird. I came out thinking it was like a solid six. <laughs> yeah, I think um I think I think I told you like I couldn't finish it because I thought it was just so corny. <laughs> and that was so oh. corny. Like the, I got to the part where, um, you know, and I think TikTok made the song worse, like, um, where they're getting out of the club and he's just like, you don't pay attention to me. I was like, they switched up lines. They tried to, yeah. I, was I don't like, know. Um, yeah. Usnavi would, would never say shaking your ass for half of the heights. Like that's just not in his character. And we got that from the musical. That was so cringe to me. No. I'm like, I can't keep watching this. I'm like, this is where it ends for me cannot keep watching this yeah i think just i think me again the whole spanish thrown in there i was like 
<laughs> I'm like, this doesn't feel right. This feels really forced. Like, you know, the Heights is, you know, really diverse mix mm-hmm. of like people from Latin America, from all parts of Latin America. But sometimes I felt the Spanish was really forced. Sometimes I'm like, like in the dialogue. Yeah, in the dialogue or just like the manner, like, yeah, just like mannerisms and stuff. I'm like, yo, you guys do realize like a lot of people that have have immigrated to the US and like, speak English like they don't really have like heavy accents it's been years since they've been back home probably Mm -hmm. like more than 30 years like not all of these people are gonna sound like this Mm -hmm. like I don't know it was kind of weird we could do a whole thing about this yeah but we really could but um I couldn't finish it so whoops get canceled (laughs) we already get canceled huh we already get canceled just from this. I know. Well, well. fucking love in the Heights, man. The movie. I don't know. I only saw it once. Maybe I should see it again. But I have to finish it. To be honest, to like, <laughs> it's just to finish it. There were some things like there was this clock on the blackout. Why? Why was there a countdown for the blackout? Oh, I don't understand. Like, dude, fireworks. It's on no, a blackout. It was such a great song. It's the intermission song. It should have it should have been better. <laughs> like and Nina and Benny take a back seat in the whole movie, and it's like this is about her too. It's not just about Usnabi. So what the fuck? <laughs> Why do you kill the mother when she is in the show? Nina has a mother, but they kill her for the movie. Awful. Why? parents are not uh what is it what is it um freaking like a parent's death is not an archetype (laughs) please stop it wasn't even disney who killed the parents this time damn (gasps) whatever warner he was pressed let's move on because i feel like (laughs) we're gonna just put you in a sour mood i know you're so disappointed. <laughs> I still love Lynn. I still love John. But what the fuck? <laughs> All right. And I think the next movie is Enchanted, right? Oh, my God. Yes! I love this movie so much. First of all, Amy Adams deserves an Oscar for being so freaking annoying in this movie. Oh, my God. So oh. annoying. She, what? She, I mean, she killed it. She killed, she killed, and you know, I think part of her being annoying was kind of a, uh, you know, a little satire to like. It was a part of the joke, yeah. Part of the joke of the whole, like, this is exactly, like, girl, this is how rom-com characters, especially fairy tale Disney type movie. Right. Disney really said, you want a princess? the most annoying thing in the world yeah. uh, patrick dempsey's his face was like dude melissa every time every time melissa saw him she's like he's so fucking hot <laughs> she's like oh i can't get over it <laughs> dude dempsey is fine probably the only reason why i would even consider not even do it consider watching his anatomy I don't know that movie. That movie that shows too dramatic for me. This movie has everything. Everything. It has musical numbers. It has the drama. It has kind of the two villains because you have the stepmother and then you have Nancy, the stepmom to be. 
But she's not really oh, brilliant at the end. No. She's just a poor girl who wants to be loved, but is overlooked because he has eyes for someone else. Yeah. Relatable. Um, and it, it was just, you know, I love that Adina Menzel is in this. I'm trying to segue. Um, and she doesn't sing. Oh, no, what a waste. What <laughs> you couldn't have written a song for Nancy? What a waste. Yeah. I would have loved to, I would have loved to know more about Nancy though. I would have loved to know more. You don't really mm. know that much about her. No. Except that they're a really practical couple. And like, I guess she was kind of fashion design too, right? Because when they, yeah, yeah. You know, they go see her and she's like, I love the flowers. Where do you get two doves in the city? I'm just like, I want to know what's going on here. Hey, she, like, that's, that's a studio. Yeah. She's running shit over there. Yeah. And like, fucking um Giselle's like fucking just doing like playing with the fabric I'm like yo yeah okay all right you guys could have been best friends I think it is so funny I the comedy is just it's silly but it's really good like I think it's so funny every single fucking time they're trying to close this pothole somebody else pops up it it fucking hurts me up and crowned me up he's like i'm looking for a fine a beautiful woman he's like me too he's like yeah, me- he's like i wouldn't mind one of those too yeah. oh wanna- let me guess you're looking for a beautiful woman no actually a prince he's like okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay that's a change um okay. he's uh, freaking neck to the the sword to the neck and he's like dude like i'm just trying to do my job please go away it's so okay. great Oh, first one back is amazing. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, what? Oh, oh it's a good movie. It's such a good movie. The, no, the one thing that I will say is what the fuck was that dress? Which at one? the ball? Her purple halter. Oh, okay, okay. I have, I think I have an explanation. I think I have an explanation. And this goes. I think I have an explanation. Let me, okay, so let me switch actually to, okay, I'm going to switch then fun facts to another one that I found. Um, Okay, so fun fact. After watching the film, many viewers didn't understand why Giselle opted to be with Robert instead of staying with her dream prince. I think that's kind of obvious, but whatever. Okay, 2017, Lima told Entertainment Weekly that Giselle couldn't stay with Edward because it is about a woman who grows past the small world where she came from and becomes a more fully formed person. He added that Giselle had to grow and evolve, which meant moving on from Edward and choosing Robert. So my idea of the purple dress was the fact that Giselle has really become like this modern woman. Mm -hmm. Span of time in the short time that she was in New York, she became the modern woman. Like she really understood, like, oh, wait a minute, there's way more to life than just literally marrying somebody a day after you meet them. Which again, it's kind of the silly thing. It's like Robert's like, You need a date. And she's like, What's mm-hmm. a date? You know, and then you know, he comes, the prince comes, and they're like, We're leaving. She's like, I want to go on a date before we go. Like, that is kind of the catalyst of Giselle moving into. There's more to life. Like, I there is more to me. So I think that when it came to the ball, I think everybody thought that they were going to wear, because, okay, Giselle could have turned it out with a fucking ball gown. Come on. Right. Now. Right. She fucking makes things out of curtains. But I think it was a good idea to have her in this really modern dress because 
these people are playing a part in what would be her world. She's coming and she's like, this is not my world anymore. I'm going to go back. Mm-hmm. So different. Mm-hmm. Did I like the dress? No, I didn't. I thought it was ugly. It was ugly. It was- <laughs> did I like did I like the fact that it was a trumpet dress and it moved really nice when she spun around when she was danced in the dancing scene with Robert? I did. Could have been a better dress. Could have been a better dress. That's where that's where I was coming from. Like I, I understand the, the symbolism and everything, but the, the weird ass like halter thing no support any yeah. item has boobs you guys like yeah. it reminded me a lot of her movie where she did um like hustle what i don't know if it's called hustle but like she did a movie where it was like 1970s and they used a lot yeah. of like but um it's just like this one little chain is supposed yeah. to be holding her up y'all could have gotten a better dress <laughs> <laughs> oh, strange yeah um of course if i could do a glass slipper reference it wouldn't be an open-toed shoe it wouldn't be in a that was weird first of all open-toed really right like that like the peep toe like we no, no. It, it was like 2010 or something around that time this movie came out so i guess it's fair but like sweetie come on the budget <laughs> Those dresses, first of all, the dress that she came in with, mm-hmm. gown with the sparkle, come on. And then the dress that she made the first time with uh, the curtains in the living room. Right. And then the dress she makes oh, with, the little, with the, the daughter's curtains. Yeah, the pink one. And then you just. Uh, yeah. Uh, I was, and then the shoes, Um, she was wearing better shoes and the shopping montage before the ball than when she went to the ball yeah those cute little like red strappy heels and there was like a little flower like a flower yeah (laughs) this plain little rubber Rubber, (laughs) yeah it was like rubber plastic shoe purple (laughs) and dina she left her shoe of course (laughs) okay i when i saw this um fun fact i was like what I don't get is why people were so confused about why she went with Robert. It was very clear they fell in love. Very clear. Yeah. I, I was confused why Nancy ended up going with the prince. I was like, you did, y'all. I guess she wanted the fairy tale, I guess. Yeah, and I kind of got that because she, he was like, they had like, there was this little exchange between Edward and Nancy. His name's Edward, right? Yeah. Another, I just keep calling him James because it's James Marston. <laughs> rom-com with an edward another rom-com with an edward but he was like i don't know he was like she was she said something he said something and she was like that's so romantic that's a little bit of the fantasy but if we knew more about nancy we would know that she just wants to be a princess i still love enchanted but they did they did nancy they should have a little bit more also Mm -hmm. the movie was a little bit too short it was like almost like just an hour and a half really i think yeah i think the movie's like an hour and 40 minutes i finished it fast it was a little sad because i was like when the fuck do they get to the part with the dragon and i'm like oh they get to the part of the dragon yeah yeah they have a dragon they have everything right everything there's so many references to the other to Disney animated films. Mm-hmm. Jody Benson is in it. Like what? You got a Little Mermaid in this? Um, 
uh, his assistant is the voice for Little Mermaid. Bro, you took my fun fact. Oh, sorry. Oh. Okay, but I've been I've been known this. <laughs> okay, but there's another one. Okay, another fun fact. Um, Paige O'Hara, who voiced Belle in Beauty and the Beast, played the soap opera actress when when he's watching the TV. Oh my god, that's right. Yeah. Okay, so what was awful? Okay, that's that. right. Hey, Jenna, dude, they freaking they bust out these princesses every time. There's like a D twenty three as a con- convention, or like a they all come back. Oh, another one. Judy Kahn, who was the singing voice of Pocahontas, was Robert's pregnant neighbor. When Prince Edward is like going around, going around knocking, and then she has like a bunch of kids. She's pregnant. She's like, "You're too late." That's her. I don't remember that. What okay, when he finally gets to the building, when he yeah. like he's like magic box, tell me where she is. And then he goes to the building where um Robert's apartment is and he's knocking on all these doors. There's a scene where a woman opens and it's a bunch of kids and she's pregnant, she's holding a baby, and she's like, You're too late. <laughs> that's that's Judy hey. voices Pocahontas. I didn't even I didn't even know that. Like I knew I knew who vo- who voiced Pocahontas and I know what she looks like, but I did not even pay attention. Same thing with Paige O'Hara. O'Hara. So I'm just like, damn. Yeah. What the fuck, Marina? Pay okay. Probably the craziest fun fact that I found. This is a long one, so but this fucking tripped me up. Enchanted is rated PG, but when the screenwriter Bill Kelly sold an initial draft of the script to Disney back in September of 1997. It wasn't rated R film. Opportunity <laughs> missed. It was strange. Giselle Stale came into the world as a Disney princess come to life, but she hooked up with strippers who were going to a bachelor party. Director Kevin Lima told Dean Den of Geek in 2017. Then she wouldn't strip, so the guys were getting angry. It had the kind of darker tone because I think it had that kind of darker tone because I think they were afraid of the material. We would have seen Giselle hook up with a bunch of women. But that would have been so weird. It would have been really weird. It would have made sense because Giselle's so innocent and then to just immediately have sex with people. Yeah, like she she doesn't even know what sex is. She's very much Daphne. Or, or like the most racy thing is her kissing somebody. Yeah, which was, <laughs> it was cute. Or in the original script, Giselle lives in like a Disney-like she lives in Andalusia, but she is the more like rebel where she's like, is this all that's left? Then it would make sense if she comes to the world and she's like strippers and then the strippers would kiss her and she's like, oh my God, this is something new. Mm-hmm. But like, that is a lot. That's like a big step. Like, cause then yeah. she first has to find out about strippers. sex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, cause literally like she probably think, cause in her brain, it's, true love's kiss happily ever after there's no in between yeah but there there is a lot in between (laughs) a lot in between so it's like i don't know and then you mix that with music and like songs yeah i don't know it's been weird yeah speaking of songs so close the song that they dance to I want that to be my first the first dance song no you don't if you listen to the lyrics it's still talking like Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really sad, but like, <laughs> but it's so good. It's so beautiful. So good. Beautiful. I thought so too. I was like, this could be my first 
song for my wedding and then i listen to the lyrics i'm like no i can't oh never mind never mind never mind these people don't end up together whoever they're talking about how does she know that you love her what a production that was that was great i love i love Patrick Dempsey. He, they know the song too melissa's uh her rationality was they're musicians they can just pick up on anything i was like that's true that's just true but then like everybody else knew the steps and yeah. they could dance and yeah, i saw the wedding couples yeah. and i saw another fun fact i didn't write it down but i remember that took that scene took like 17 days to shoot because they couldn't film oh. all at once in central park they had to film it in different shots in different, different locations yeah, yeah. Seven, in the sun freaking yeah. going down and shit 17 days bro i would have been t- i would have been done with hearing that song mm-hmm. 17 days though in central park just dancing and singing that sounds like so much fun until that song is now engraved into your head do you think amy adams like will wake up in the middle of the night and she's like how do i know <laughs> probably you just hear like, i'm over this <sighs> it's so funny when it, when it ends with the little ding ding, we also like this. Yeah, <laughs> I was geeked. I was so happy watching it. I was like, oh, oh, good. We freaking out with all of the fucking rodents and shit in the house. I'm just like, oh. Not to mention how I was fucking laughing. New York sized rats coming into the apartment. <laughs> like, no, don't let it kiss you. I was like, yeah. You run when the cockroaches fly at you. What are you doing? <laughs> it was awful it's so good i have to clean the grime on the tub i was like they're freaking waving their their tails on the microwave like the freaking windshield wiper no he's like backing it up a little bit i was just fucking funny just seeing the rats coming out of the sewer everyone's like oh my god oh my god how'd they get up (laughs) the pipes I think it was- yeah, it was the pipes because they came out of the freaking bathtub. That was oh, those the cockroaches. Where did they go? The rats came they out of the window. No, the rats came from like a shelf. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> the fucking pigeon that rushes <laughs> into the window. If that doesn't say city life, I don't know what does. For real. I was like, okay, Errol. He's a he's an owl from harry potter and he's like he literally crashes into anything oh i do remember this from the little harry potter that i've seen i do remember that the little harry potter the little harry potter that <laughs> i've seen like, dude get it together bro shit yeah. <laughs> i'm like you're a pigeon living in new york city you fucking know that the these went there are windows what the like mm-hmm. oh, man you saw everybody how go under the window just do that it's like I'm new. When, um, Sorry, guys, it's my first day. Sorry, guys, it's my first day. We'll pick it up, man. We have a lot mm-hmm. of shit to do. Giselle's fucking calling us over here. Right. Clean up this random ass mess. Like, I don't even think we're going to get paid today for this. I don't know what I'm doing for yeah. lunch. I just know that I have Giselle's saying a note and I'm compelled to come. Mm-hmm. That is so fucking funny. Oh, involuntary. That would, that would be terrifying. Yeah. Just by accident. What are you <laughs> accidentally you're just humming like, ah, 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 and you're like oh. I just summoned a bunch of animals to me I think to me it would be I'd summon a bunch of birds uh ants and coyotes because that's what lives around me I'd I mean, summon a bunch of fucking cats because they're roam up and down the 
yeah. which is fine but without the rabies how would they how would they clean uh another funny thing about that scene is when the cockroaches get swept up in the vacuum and they're coughing the <laughs> I think the number of times I vacuumed up a fucking cockroach and never thought twice of it. Not looking at no choke, choke, choke on the dust, <laughs> choke on all this dead skin and hair and just choke. Oh my goodness! Right, so great. We were excited, rats. I was like, I was watching it because me and Melissa saw it together, and we we're like, how did we forget? That this movie was like like we knew but it's been a while since we saw it so we're just like oh my god this is amazing this is such a good movie it was just it was just a very necessary silly take on disney princess mm-hmm. the commentary of real life mm-hmm. you know it was awesome and they're making a part two. I don't know what the I, hell they're gonna do. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So I I saw that. Um, it's called. It's apparently it's supposed to be called Disenchanted, which makes me a little sad already. But it takes place mm-hmm. ten years after Robert and Giselle stay together. Okay. Yeah. Another thing I just thought about right now. Edward and Giselle jump down into the pot. Not Giselle. Edward and Nancy jump down into the pothole, and then they go back to Andalasia. Couldn't fucking um? Couldn't Giselle just have done the same thing and gone back after, or like when she came up? Yeah, like if they were able to go back, (laughs) they were able to go back down. I think it's because the witch was dead. Like, yeah, it needed to be rationalized and, like, fleshed out, but I think, like, the way I'm thinking of it is, like, when and it's kind of a universal rule of magic, I think. I don't know if I would call it universal, but it's, like, a well-known thing when fit in fictional magic. It's, like, when the person who cast the spell died, the spell ends. But, Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna believe that. I'm gonna say that she wasn't able to go. Nobody could go back. They could just come out. That and I think no one even thought about it. Yeah, it's not obviously, something that they would think about. Obviously not. I think <laughs> I love the silliness of like Prince Edward getting onto the bus and fucking stabbing it. Like, he's running through Central Park during during the song and he's like he hears her and he gets hit by all those bites oh my god so another fun fact that actually happened oh poor thing no uh what's the actor's name again james james marston james marston actually told the bikers like just hit me just ram yeah yeah just ram me to get like the actual shot so he actually did get hit by it oh fuck what a trooper what a good what a good he has pipes too like i saw hairspray again after watching this and i'm like what the fuck james do more do more musicals you have chops amy adams took like hella vocal lessons that high what was it i don't even know what note it was but in the very first song it's like I see or something. Oh my god, she fucking killed it. She needs more. I want more for Eddie Amy Adams. Mm-hmm. 
lot more. That was so great. Do I have any other fun little things? No, I think that was it. I only picked three for everybody listening. I only picked three fun facts for each movie because we could be here all day just talking about fun facts. Mm-hmm. But this movie has it all. Oh, also, of, co- of course, Julie Andrews has to narrate at the beginning. Was that Julie Andrews? Are you fucking shitting me? Yes, it was. That didn't sound like Julie Andrews. He is her. You're shitting. You're like, you're... Hold on. Oh, my God. Because I could have sworn that it was a fucking man narrating. Oh. Hold on. Hold on, everybody. Maria has to go and Google this because now... Oh, my God. Are you shitting? Are you... Are you actually shitting me? Yeah. Yeah. That, look at your face. Look at your damn face. That was her. Alyssa! <laughs> Julie Andrews narrated Enchanted? She's coming. <laughs> Julie Andrews narrated Enchanted? Did you know that? <laughs> what Enchanted? Enchanted, the movie with Amy Yes. She was the narrator at the beginning. Wasn't it a guy? LA Enchanted has a male narrator, but not... <gasps> I don't, you're thinking about... We should have watched LA Enchanted too. Oh, man. Have we so many issues? <laughs> so weird. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait. I don't remember there being a narrator. At the very beginning. Okay, I guess she did. Dang, they paid, like, billions of... Like, millions of dollars for this lady to say two words. Absolutely, I'd pay her a million dollars to just eat something. Absolutely. Are you kidding? Freaking they had the Queen of England on this shit. Like what? Fucking Clarice. Love it. I love the Princess Diaries. I don't know. I love the Princess Diaries so much. (laughs) Never grew up on that shit. What? Yeah. What else do I have? My mom is calling me. Should we take a short break? Yes. Okay, let's say okay, so we're gonna be back. My mom is calling me and we're gonna take a break and then we'll be right back and we'll talk more movies. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> okay, one, two, three, and we're back, everybody. Hi. Back. Hi. <laughs> Hi. I hope you guys uh I hope you guys didn't miss us <laughs> too much. <laughs> oh no. What happened? Zoom just let me know that my internet is unstable. <laughs> oh no. I was gonna make a joke. But I can't really think of anything. Oh no, well, I'm unstable. I don't know. Oh, me too. <laughs> oh, me too. Me and my internet have so much in common. <laughs> well, uh, you guys just heard Marina's big freak out because uh, she just didn't know it was Julie Andrews. <laughs> I feel like I did, but then it just didn't. Yeah, it just went over my head. Yeah, just, you know, her voice is just so natural to me. And it's like, you know, Julie Andrews, yeah. you, you know. Okay, so any any last things for Enchanted or are we good? I think we're good. Okay. It's great, period. <sighs> in Manhattan. Can I just say that I don't think there's anything really extraordinary about this movie. Well, it got a 39% on Rotten Tomatoes. But they didn't do good. No. <laughs> there is so many things that I 
don't like about this movie. Mm-hmm. Number one. Why? 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 Why would Jennifer Lopez say yes to being a cleaning lady when that is like the biggest stereotype for Latin women? Mm-hmm. Because it's a luxury hotel. She's not cleaning houses. I guess. I guess. But like, we have a Latinx for any any person that identifies as a woman. That is just like the biggest stereotype is that we're cleaning women. So the idea that she is a single mother and she she has to bring a kid because you know like there's who else is going to take care of this kid and she's mm-hmm. a maid. I'm like, bro, really? Like, I get it that this was a different time, but like, just that's that long ago. It wasn't that long ago, so there's really no excuse. It, it, it well, poor, not nice. It wouldn't have been nice. It would have been nice to see a, a, a white woman playing a maid, maybe. Mm-hmm. But like, I I don't know. It's something about that rubbed me the wrong way. I'm just like, bro, right off the bat, huge stereotype like red flag already well then after that she's a single mother who whose mother is helping her yeah and and then fighting for this promotion Mm -hmm. so different if we had started with she is already the manager of the hotel that could have been something big and then Mm -hmm. at the end she ends up owning the hotel but at the end, like, she just gets bumped up to being management. Like, what? Yeah. With a rich boyfriend. Yeah, with a rich boyfriend. <laughs> also, I don't, I don't really understand how rough was, was this, was the love interest. The last person that I would think. Well... <laughs> I like him. <laughs> no, I mean, I like him. I just didn't like something. Something about this movie didn't make sense to me. The, the maid and then the person running for like a position in power. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what about. I don't know how I felt about this. Um, also, too. You fall in love with her just because she's wearing a coat. So you wouldn't have noticed her at all right. if she didn't try on that Dolce Gabbana coat. Mm-hmm. Really? It's like um, it's like another Cinderella story when like you didn't recognize her when she's only wearing a mask that covers her eyes. Right. Like, the rest of her face. Like you're gonna fall in love with her just because you saw a coat. Granted, I don't know if they've if, if he had stayed in the hotel and she's like working and cleaning, you would have seen her around. Mm-hmm. You would have seen her around. You would have been like, oh my God, she's gorgeous. But I think the point was because like, oh, he noticed her wearing something expensive versus yeah. noticing her. I think it would have been better if he noticed her just working. Mm-hmm. because then it's not like he's fall he's fallen in love already with just like just seeing her not thinking she's a, another person i don't mm-hmm. like any movie that has the movie trope of like you're pretending to be like another person 
think it's kind of annoying because I'm like, yeah. how do you not know? Well, in this in this movie's case, it's like, well, then it really, I don't know, it really, I guess, not shines a light, but it really, I don't know, you, you realize how little people pay attention to the help. It's like, because obviously he didn't recognize her when she was working because rich white men don't pay attention to the help unless they're trying to hit on them. I have story. I, yeah, there's something about this movie. And then, like, it's cute that the son at the end is the one that goes, like, do you think people should be forgiven and da da da? But then I'm just like, you guys didn't really try then. Like, mm-hmm. There was no, like, there was just, no, it was not, yeah, no, this wasn't, uh, yeah. Not really much I can say except for, didn't really the mark. You missed it, actually. You, like, she's been in other rom-com movies that are a little better. Like, The Wedding Planner is, I think, much better than this movie. Yeah. Aside from it condones oh. cheating, but what? Aside from the fact that it condones cheating, man. Oh. <laughs> okay, this whole podcast started when, Mar- when Marina and I talked about the wedding planner. In our last podcast episode, I meant I proclaimed that Matthew McConaughey is my celebrity crush. I could all change very drastically, though. If he runs for... Well, sir is running for governor of Texas. Let's see what happens. We shall know his policies very soon. <laughs> <laughs> and then everything might change. Yeah. And uh, we talked about how the wedding planner condones cheating. And so we just thought, yeah, let's let's talk about... Let's talk about rom-com movies. We didn't pick any rom-coms that were like condone cheating necessarily. Mm-mm. What? Mm, no, wait. Well... Enchanted kind of does. Like they almost kissed. We forgot yeah. about Pia. Oh. Zoinks. <laughs> that relationship just weirds me out. Nancy and Robert, like you were together for five years. And nothing happened. And nothing happened. And it was so easy for you to turn your head. Man, never mind. Zoinks. Uh, but made it, but made in Manhattan. Why? Yeah. <laughs> So fun fact about this, Ralph Finnis reportedly admitted to regretting being a part of Made in Manhattan. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. Because he's a thespian. Yeah. Uh, another fun fact. The film is loosely based around a true story. So in 1959, Stephen Clark Rockefeller, son of New York Governor Nelson Rockefeller, married Anne Marie Rasmussen, a maid who worked at his family's Manhattan Hotel. Why couldn't we have seen that? Why couldn't we have seen a man just noticing a maid? Right. Falling in love with her, already knowing who she is and what she does for work. Why couldn't we have seen that? We had to have the maid fucking pretend and basically risk her job because she gets fired. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> over, over this guy? Really? Like, Cinderella is great, but the formula doesn't work on everything. No. <laughs> like, just just leave leave Cinderella alone. There's been too many. The way, way too many. 
way too, way many. too many there's and there was another one there was another one another Cinderella movie that just came out too with Camille Cabello and I'm so embarrassed I don't want to watch it I haven't seen it I think I'm okay with uh, a Cinderella story with Hilary Duff love I love that and movie. then it stopped I'll watch the Cinderella story the one with Selena Gomez oh, another Cinderella story I'll yeah. watch that one oh uh, yeah yeah okay yeah yeah it's and then the, the remake with um Lily James and Richard Madden. Yeah. I'll watch that for him. Yeah. Because <laughs> his eyes. I love him. Oh, him. oh my God. There's this character. So side note, there's this character in one of the books that I read. They're making a film, uh, not a film, a TV show. It's mm-hmm. called The Court of Thorns and Roses. Hulu is making a TV show with the showrunner who did Outlander oh okay because it's really racy and blah blah blah. everyone is fighting about who should be resand um one of the main characters the main love interest and everyone's like henry cavill henry cavill obviously because he looks just like him and it's like henry cavill can't play any tall dark dark hair brooding character because that he'd be jumping from too many fandoms I think Richard Madden should play him. If there's any Akatar fans listening, I would love to see that. But petition, 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 just petition for that. It was perfect. Man, like, yeah, made in Manhattan. I don't know when. It's just, and there's a lot of there's a lot of things that just like they kind of sprinkle in like the his politics and her trying to open his eyes to whatever and the little boy is very smart and well-rounded and those and like has ideas and things like that and it's like I don't know you're just trying to add what the fuck you're just trying to add a lot of things and it's like (laughs) dude go away I didn't yeah it wasn't a good one didn't 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 age well Throughout no. the time, everybody was like, oh, my God, like, rags to riches. But now it's just like, oh, made for real. That's what you're going to you say yeah. yes to this movie. Like, bro, come on, man. Yeah. What a slap in the face, too. Like, he gets elected. It's his and she's his girlfriend and she just gets bumped up to management. That's it. Yeah. Like, What? She, she just gets what she wanted. Yeah, but nothing. On. But, like, it's not even... But it's not even through her work ethic. No. <laughs> I mean, I think in the movie it was, like, that that she had been there long or, like, a, 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 like a long time or something. I don't know. But mm-hmm. still, I'm like... It's not enough for me, to be honest. No. I for to, to, to have the happily ever after. That's just, like, what she wanted. There wasn't anything more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm getting spam calls and uh, that's not it. No. Um, anything else to say for me in Manhattan? I feel like we don't have anything to say because <laughs> we don't like no. it. No. Okay. It's a different rom-com. <laughs> rom-com. Okay. And now the last movie never been kissed (laughs) i told okay so trisha hasn't seen this one and we were supposed to watch it but it was like 
you didn't have it on Hulu or something because it's an add-on on Hulu. Yeah, it's an add-on. You need to watch it because I think it's funny. And she texts me, I have a lot to say. And I'm like, okay, go ahead. <laughs> well, I got this. I got I got this on I rented it this on Amazon. I rented it this. I rented this movie on Amazon. So if you have never seen this movie, it is a rom-com with Drew Barrymore. Her name is Josie, and she is a copy editor for the Chicago Sun-Times. And then she finally gets her big break, and she goes as an undercover reporter for the Chicago Sun-Times. She goes back to high school to get a story. Ah, okay. At 19 minutes and 21 seconds, Josie is in her English class with her very, oh, listen, if my English teacher looked like that, I would, I would never speak in that class. I would, I would be mute. I would never speak in that class. That man is fine, fine, fine. But at 19 minutes and 21 seconds, he looks at Josie after she made a very profound um, observation of the Shakespeare play that they're reading. He looks at her and he said, are you sure you're 17? No, sorry. Don't like that question. Absolutely not. Wait. Do you not remember that? Who asks? The, Sam, the, the, the high school teacher. The one that she ends up being with at the end. Oh, yes, yes, yes. 19 <laughs> minutes. I thought this was like the beginning. <laughs> oh, 19 minutes, 21 seconds. Are you sure you're 17? No, man. What? Mm. No, like, ah, she's 25 years old, but like, so weird to ask something, something. You're so weird to student. Ask your student who you are presuming is 17. Are you sure you're 17? Mm-hmm. And like, they had that weird exchange where they like looked at each other and they're like, <gasps> like, yeah. no, no, absolutely not. Okay. Another thing that I found really funny and just like, Okay, why is it that every single rom-com movie that has to deal with a writer, they majored in English, they love Shakespeare, and they want to be a writer? Why? Why? I am boiled my blood. I'm just like, this is another rom-com where she works at a newspaper and her dream is to be a writer, but she's so shy and doesn't believe in herself, but she went to school for English and she loves Shakespeare. I'm like, come on, bro. Like, (laughs) it makes me so mad because then as a writer, as a writer, you get that, what's your, so do you like Shakespeare? No, I don't. Mm-hmm. Shakespeare probably wasn't even real. It was a woman. There's like hardcore. F- there's like a there's a good conspiracy with some evidence that Shakespeare was actually a woman. Really? Who used a oh. pseudonym William Shakespeare because at the time women were not taken seriously as writers, especially considering some of the racy shit in Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. Like, hello, Oedipus fucks his mom. Yeah, woman is gonna write that. Can you? Could you imagine? Like, get over it. Um, why? Like, why? 
why I hate that so much I hate Mm -hmm. it's cringe to me so much I'm just like you know writers sometimes want to write for like themselves separately and then they have another job that they do like that's really realistic it's like that whole idea I saw this the other day it was a meme of um Carrie Bradshaw from Sex and the City you're supposed to tell me that this girl goes shopping every single day and wears all this designer and she makes all that money from one little silly op-ed that she writes a week right. <laughs> like that you know like you're telling me that Okay, I'm going to move on from that statement because I've said too much. Uh, all right. Um, of course, her best friend's name is named after the Renaissance. Aldise. Aldise. Aldise Renaissance. Uh, okay, so fun fact about her. So Lily Sobeski, who played the nerdy best friend of Josie Geller when she returns to high school, was offered the role of the popular mean girl Kristen, but opted to play Aldise instead because she found the character more interesting. That would be really interesting to see her like in that would be popular trope. Can I just say when she's dancing with Guy, like at prom, she looks stunning. She's beautiful. And she's just in a latex suit. <laughs> yeah, and her hair is there. She's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I was just like, excuse me. I would be, I would, I would have been more interested if Guy ended up actually like kind of liking her. Mm-hmm. And we're, Guy, really? I fucking laughed. Right. Her name's Guy. Guy. I, I fucking love Of course you are. You are a guy. <laughs> My. That rhymes. Oh, she's so painful. So bad. I had to stop a couple of times. I'm like, this is so bad. So bad. Um, Another thing that I wanted to laugh at. Uh that concert that she ends up going to where she takes that edible and she fucking just makes a fool out of herself. How the fuck was a concert cumbia? <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, what? Like, yeah, it's a hip new thing. Da, da, da. And I just hear cumbia in the background. I was like, <laughs> okay. I was like, bro, this is kind of embarrassing that like, what the fuck um so many wrong uh, like the whole rastafarians can i sit here it's like yeah well anyway she's like you guys are so cool i was like yeah she's kind of cool (laughs) so bad and like the brother gets in on this too i'm like that's even more illegal weird so weird I did like it, though, at the end when, like, she reveals that, like, her brother is also in on this, too, that the girl, the, the girl that was, you know, like, you're the one. She's, like, ill. I'm, like, yes, <laughs> run away from this old oh, good girl. No, girl. Um, speaking of the ending, at an hour and 28 minutes, Josie reveals to everybody, right, that it's it's fake, blah, blah, blah. She goes out. The guy from the van who's mm-hmm. watching her, he's like, did you get a story on Sam? They, Josie and him exchange something. And then he says, I just can't look at you the same. You mean because she's legal? <laughs> <laughs> no, because she lied to him. But yes, because she's that is so weird to me man that this movie is encouraging pedophile pedophilia 
this man is supposed to be okay also i hate the trope of the really young teacher like that's almost so unrealistic yeah you're if you are a young teacher you are at least like 26 years old why because by the time you graduate from a four-year college because that is a requirement you will be 21 years old then you have to do two years of your mastery program and then you have to take about a year's worth of courses to test in your district to be a teacher so you're 26 27 you are not like 25 years old or almost 24 years old whatever how old sam was mm-hmm. not right not right at all and it was like i have feelings for you like i was having feelings for i should when on the ferris wheel i was like that is so fucking weird where is the principal mm-hmm. to be like when on the ferris wheel is like i shouldn't be telling you this because i'm your teacher i'm like yeah yeah yeah, yeah buddy get off the get off the fucking ferris wheel <laughs> get off the fucking ferris wheel get i'm gonna be honest mm-hmm. I was so distracted by how fucking awkward she is to even think about, like, to even, like, seriously think about how weird their relationship is. Because in this movie, their their relationship definitely takes a backseat for me. Because I'm just trying so hard to figure out what the hell is going inside her, what's going on inside your head, girl, that you are... Why you like this? <laughs> so painful in this movie. So painful. Every every little interaction, her laugh, just mm-hmm. everything is so painful. Oh no, where'd you go? Oh, am I gone? Hello? 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 Okay, I can hear you now. <laughs> so painful i had to stop a bunch of times i'm like this is cringe if they wanted they wanted like a really bad character they got it because they did drew barrymore so damn dirty and that was hard let her for her line oh what was one of her favorite lines i think is so funny you didn't grab bull's balls what you said you don't think i can grab a bull's balls (laughs) so funny though like no, I don't. I don't. I don't. Chelsea, <laughs> no. I will say, though, I will say, the hopeless romantic in me fucking teared up when it was the five minutes were up at the end, and she's just standing there, and I'm like, yo, I would have fucking ran and started crying. Like, just out of sheer embarrassment, I would have fucking ran and started mm-hmm. crying. And everybody's kind of like, oh. Oh, no. I'm going to fight into a rock. I think I laughed at how awkward it was. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, girl, what are you? Well, no, but seriously, what was she expecting? Like, yeah, you were. What if he never read the, read the newspaper? Because he didn't. Yeah, he's already on a plane. I'm not gonna go back. But then the ending was so weird. Ooh, uh, sorry, it took me so long to get here. Those one-liners kill me. Stupid. Because so- it's like. Ew. Even in pretty, uh, pretty Woman, she saves him right back. Yeah. So just kiss him. You don't have to say anything. Fuck. <laughs> they could have just kissed. He could have, they just could have kissed. Yeah. Um, also, too, um, I could almost, like, I was surprised I saw Jessica Alba in the movie. 
Oh yeah. She's she was the most brainless of the three. <laughs> I don't remember most of them at all. Um mm-hmm. wow, yeah. Uh so another fun fact about this movie. You may or may not have noticed that James Franco actually is in this movie. Mm-hmm. Never Been Kissed is James Franco's first ever film appearance. Really? Mm, yeah. He looks so weird. He does look weird. James Franco is, is a weird looking person. Like, like he looks like a pedophile. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. As he, get, as he got older. And like Spider Man, he looked okay. Oh man, I don't know. What an elite movie that was. First Spider Man was can never be beat. I haven't seen um, it forever. I haven't seen it in a long time either. But uh, it's funny. Um, <laughs> um, uh, Comedy Central does like celebrity roasts, so they did the roast of James Franco. I love that roast. It's probably mm-hmm. one of the best roasts that they've done. Jokes are really good. One of them, uh, I forgot who said it. Someone was like, uh, James Franco suffers from a really rare condition of dumb face. He's like, what? And he's like, your face just looks dumb all the time. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. I have no reason. It just does. <laughs> yeah. You know, this movie, uh, this movie definitely uh, grinds my gears. Okay. Also, too, she doesn't go to the mathletes meetup because she goes to this concert. And then, you know, the girl, Adelise is like, I was worried about you. Da, da, da. And she's like, sorry. She's like, well, you can forget sitting with us today. That's all it takes. Right. You didn't even know she went to this concert. Mm-hmm. Like she could have actually been sick for all you care. Like, you know, weird. Also, mm-hmm. I, I, I was... I almost didn't even get that the party that was thrown was at her fucking parents' house until I saw the sign. The room. Yeah. That was, I didn't think, I don't even think they mentioned that. Did they? I think it was like a party at Rob's house, but Rob still lives at home. Yeah. Also, too. I mean, he's like, I still live at home, so. (laughs) I I live at home. I live at home as well, so. Mm -hmm. And then, like, when they drove by the court, her and Adelise, where did she drop her off? Like, at back of her apartment? Yeah, right? Oh, right. <laughs> oh, boy, she's like, yeah, my parents are upstairs. I don't know. And then also, too... How the fuck would she go from school then to the to work for like two hours? Dude, for real, like that that work day never made sense to me. No, because she I'm like wait, are you like here? Is there like a free period? First of all, yeah. who gets periods in high school? Um, I had a free period my senior year, but like you couldn't leave. You would just do something. Right. But I was so confused. I'm like, how are you here? Yeah. Or I think there was a scene where she, she came in the morning and then she's like, I have to go. I'm going to be late. You probably are already late. Uh, what time does school start? No, what time? Oh, what time would school start for you? 7.45. 7.45. 7.45. Or if I had a zero period, it was 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock? Oh, my God. No. Mm-hmm. 
Wow. It was 7.45 to 2.45 for regular, but if you had a zero period, an extra class, it was in the a.m., a.m., a.m. School for me started at 8. Homeroom was 8 to 8.30. And then we were on a block schedule, so all of our classes were an hour and 15 minutes hmm. with, like, lunch and whatever in between. We it's did. so funny when you go from like high school to college it's like god 45 minutes is so fucking long but then when you go to college it's like I'm sitting in a class for five hours <laughs> I've never I've never had a class that was more than well undergrad I never had a class that was more than three hours uh masters mm-hmm. I fucking took a nine to four class yeah yeah for literary theory ew are you taking literary theory no, I'm taking taking poetics. That's probably the smartest. That's yeah. probably best. I was yeah. like, no, I'm good. I'll figure out. I don't know what I want to do next for my last semester because I originally picked a uh, another humanities course, Nazism, Hitler and Nazism. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know anything about World War II, or I don't really know anything about what happened in World War II. I do know some, like the major stuff, like you know the Holocaust and all that stuff. I don't know anything about it. So I figured I would take Hitler and Nazism and like learn like mm-hmm. ideology of why Nazism came to power. And anyway, but it is a nine to five class on Saturdays. Nine to five? Nine to five. Dude. I don't want to do it. That's so like, why do lecture classes go so long? Like the, like my cinematography class only went from like nine to two. That's a workshop. That was a studio class. Like what? So I don't know if I should just take poetics because I've never taken poetics. Do it. Are you going to be in poetics? Yeah, I take it next semester. I, yeah, I have to take it next it's semester. Done. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Oh my God, you know, because you're done. Oh my God, fuck this. I'm taking poetics. You're here to hurt. You heard it here, folks. I'm not doing that. I can learn about World War II on YouTube. Yeah, read a book. Read a book. Fine. Fine. Um, oh, okay. So another fun fact. My last fun fact. Last fun fact. The film never have been kissed, never been kissed. <laughs> I just changed the name. Yeah, yeah. Never have I ever been kissed. Never have I ever, never have I ever been kissed. Uh, the film never been kissed was the first picture to be launched under Drew Barrymore's own production company, Flower Films. The company also released Donnie Darko, such a good movie. If anybody has ever seen Donnie Darko or hasn't. Um, Charlie's Angels. That's just the name of you. That's cool. Is she, is she in Donnie Darko? She's not in Donnie Darko. Okay. Jake Gyllenhaal plays Donnie Darko. <laughs> <laughs> I forget he's an angel, angel, right? Hmm? He's in Charlie's, Charlie's Angels, yeah, right? Yeah, she's the original Charlie's Angel. She's, she's the uh, smart one. Yeah, she's the smart one. Who is the other one? Who are the other two? Lucy Liu, I know. Lucy Cameron Lou. Diaz. Cameron Diaz, there we go. Okay. Mm-hmm. Never been kissed. Wow. I think what bugged me about the most about this one was that, like, of how clueless they made, like, the late bloomer. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, dude. Wow, can we talk is- about, can we talk about what the fuck she wore on her first day to school? Why do you think that's okay? <laughs> Why, bro? A boa? 
oh but oh but why why to school don't even wear those in halloween like even her makeup was horrendous the fucking like pale lip hollow pale lip bro and her hair why would they do that it was a weird like mom haircut it was so bad even when she like even when she curled when she like changed how she looked and she like curled it still looked bad like just Mm -hmm. let it straight or let it natural like that was the 90s it wasn't like Like, you're you want to be a reporter do your research on what these kids look like oh God, her hair was still like an old lady hair. I was just, then, you know, the 90s was grunge. It was, you know, like messy or like pinched straight or like really loose wavy curls. Like, why is it, why do you have bangs and then a really heavy side part? Right. Tell me why. Cause that's not it. I think the fashion was kind of off too. Well, no, I don't think the fashion was off. I think like, Oh, but I still hated her hair at the end of the movie. It was like those tight little curls. I'm like, you brush it out. Yeah. Brush it out. I love the dress though. That was like a really nice dress. With your sandals. Yeah, with the little sandals. Oh, so ugly. So ugly. And I get it because, you know, like when she changes into like the cool girl, like she dresses better, but I'm like, no. She just puts on a cardigan. Just puts on a cardigan. There was this really cute, um, like kind of almost overall looking denim thing that she was wearing when she was at the bleachers and they're like, oh my God, guy totally likes you. Oh yeah. I thought that was cute. She looked cute there, but. First of all, why would you like a bully? Like what's wrong with this girl? You, Billy was a bully. Bully was a bully. So why would you then go and like another one? You know what would have been so weird? I, at first, when the high school teacher was coming in with Sam was coming in, I thought that was the bully. I'm like, oh, shit, he became a teacher. But it wasn't. But that would have been better. That would have been so interesting. Yeah. That would have been better. Because he'd been like, what are you doing here? I and, do, right. And then and then he's kind of helping her. And then, you know, mm-hmm. we should, we should solve like, the pedophilia. <laughs> No, it wouldn't though, because then. Oh, because then she and then the brother, yeah. No, it would, and also too, like if the teacher was in on it, then it still looks weird that the teacher's talking to the student all the time, like all weird. Yeah. Ah, that montage where they're painting whatever the poster for the prom, and they're like playing with each other. I'm like, that is so mm-hmm. wrong on so many levels. Yeah. Come on, man. Movie didn't age well, I can tell. Mm-mm. It was fine when it came out. Ah, that's even worse to know that nobody was like, hee hee, what a cute movie. <laughs> no, Jennifer, it's a really weird comedy. No, Jennifer. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, yeah, that's all the movies that we decided to do. In hindsight, we should have chosen better movies. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, but we, okay, but I think we did a good mix of movies that we both equally liked and we both equally didn't like. Mm-hmm. Well, like, I liked Never Been Kissed, but yeah, the their <laughs> relationship's really weird. Yeah, kind of weird. And it's like, yeah. 
Well, anybody listening, if you guys have any uh, movies that you'd love for us to do a review again uh, and share some fun facts, please let us know. Um, other than that, that is all that we had planned today. Mm-hmm. Marina, how are you doing? We didn't do that in the beginning, I just realized. Good. I had a second therapy session. Hey, I don't think I'll be going back to this therapist, but because <laughs> <if> we're <laughs> supposed to work on like my anxiety, right? And like, uh techniques and stuff he pretty much told me everything i already knew so it was like i don't know i don't know after this last session i was like well are my are my issues really valid am i just being dramatic because if you can just tell me what i already knew then what? <laughs> yeah. so i'm not paying ten dollars but he's like just you know let me know when um when you're free next blah, blah, blah. And i'm like cool i don't have to schedule another appointment ever <laughs> Uh, but we'll see. I don't know. But um, I'm getting on a plane today. You are getting on a plane today. Marina is going to Jersey or New York. Are you going to? Are you going to be both? Yeah, you're going to. Yeah, you're going to both. Jersey. New Jersey. Marina's going to Jersey to see her family. Family. No. I'll be there for a couple of days. So when you see me, when you see me again, or when you hear me again, I'll be a new person. <laughs> Yeah, she'll be completely changed. Yeah. I, I am leaving this Saturday. Fun. Mm-hmm. I'm leaving oh, this. We're going on cute little vacations. Yeah, we will. Yeah, we really are going on cute little vacations. Such a weird time we picked, though. But like, yeah, this is what happens when you go when you're in a master's program. Is you really have your own time. You really do. You're yeah, an adult. You're an adult. Mm-hmm. You can go on your own time. Um. Yeah, I'm gone for like a full like week, almost like a week and a day. I'm gone. Okay. I'll be in San Francisco celebrating my anniversary. If anybody sees me, congratulations! Okay. Yeah, anniversary relationship anniversary. I don't know, like somebody could think like my anniversary. My boyfriend and my I. Anniversary with Matthew. Yeah, my It's my boyfriend and I's anniversary. Two years, two years next week. Two years, October twentieth. Crazy. Two? two years, dude. Oh God, it's been two years. That's such a long time. <laughs> it is. I'm gonna stop bringing up shit from 2019 then, because that's a long time. Get over it. <laughs> it kind of does feel like yesterday, though. Because so many things happened that the end of 2019. Yeah. It's so easy. It's a long ass time. Two years, man. It's been two years. It's been two years since. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. It's, <so> cool. <laughs> it's the longest relationship I've ever been in. Really? Yeah. My first ever relationship, I made it to like a year and a couple of months. And then okay. I broke up with him. And then the last relationship that I've been in, it lasted literally only a couple months. Way too long, in my opinion. It lasted way too long than it should have. Uh, but yeah, I've never really like made it to two years. It's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really, I'm pretty excited. I'm just like, whoa. We've known each other for two years. And we kind of like, we still like each other a lot. It's a lot. A lot. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty fun. So you know uh, you guys should try it sometime it's kind of 
<laughs> Sounds fun. 10 out of 10. <laughs> 10 out of 10. I'd recommend anybody give it a shot. Why not? Um, yeah. Oh, it's so weird to think about it. Mm-hmm. So weird. He's not tired of me. I'm not tired of him. Although right now we are kind of like, right now we're all, all four of us, Marina, Marina's sister, myself, and my boyfriend, we're all kind of in like a rivalry right now because it's baseball season. Yeah. We're, yeah. So it's literally the three girls versus one guy. <laughs> Tomorrow we'll see who. Tomorrow we'll see. Who's the victor. I'm very nervous. Not going to lie. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, you know, my, my dad and my little brother will have the house to themselves so they can scream and shout as much as they wish when they're watching the game. Yeah. Will be interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. The entire this entire week, Matt has just been like kind of kind of pushing my buttons. Kind of push my buttons. And he does and he will he will annoy me anyway for like not just baseball. He does it on purpose. I know he does it on purpose. He does it because it he thinks it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. It is funny after a while. <gasps> no, I just realized something. Oh no. What? Okay, this is totally off topic. Super off topic. I have my plate from breakfast here and I had a gallo pinto. If nobody knows what that is, it's just black beans mixed with rice and you fry it. I'm looking at my plate with the rice scraps and I just realized that I left my mango sticky rice at my grandparents' house. <laughs> like, so how do I eat this now? That is so <laughs> random. But I was like, mm, I'm going to have some sweet mango sticky rice. And I was like, it's at my grandparents' house because I went yesterday. Mm-hmm. So. Why, that's, that's a bummer. How are you doing, Trisha? Oh, I'm really sad. <laughs> I'm actually kind of sad. I was really looking forward to it. Go to your grandparents' house. To be like, hi, where's my rice? They yeah, ate it. Oh my god. No, I'm sure. I'm sure they did. Yeah, my grandma and I went to get Thai food yesterday, and mm-hmm. we shared it, but there was still leftover. And she's like, "You take it home." And I was like, "Yeah." Didn't. I'm so sad about it now. I hope they don't throw it away. I hope they eat it at least. Mm-hmm. What a bummer. Yeah, that's kind of the only thing new going on, Bliss. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. At this point, it's... <laughs> gonna write it. Yeah, just write it out. <laughs> write it out. Um, okay, I think, I think we stop here today, right? Mm-hmm. All right. What are we going to talk about next? I don't know. Hey, yeah, yeah. Let's see, this is our fourth episode. Yeah, it's our fourth episode. Yeah. You know, I was like, we'll figure it out. Like, that's why I think that's what that's what our our podcast name is, is because we say that a lot. Yeah, we always tell each other, well, we'll figure it out. Yeah. You'll figure it out. Yeah, you got it. You'll figure it out. Yeah. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Until us next time. Yeah. We'll tune in next time. Uh, thank you guys so much for just listening it is our fourth episode now fourth 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 yes look at that yeah wow that's crazy it feels so weird that we're recording this and it's still not even out <laughs> so it's kind of <laughs> it's weird for me it's so early yeah it's so weird. Time. 
Yeah, it's weird when I have to say like, thank you guys so much for listening because I'm like, no one's listened yet. Yeah. So <laughs> right now we're just hoping and praying. We're crossing our fingers. Yeah. We'll be on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And um, just don't forget to follow us on Instagram at M and T figure it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Again, by the time this is up, we'll probably be already active on the Instagram. It's not active right now, but launch date is coming up very soon and then I'll be active. So check us out on there if you want to stay updated with us and just get some sneak peeks, probably. Um, It's also a great way to communicate with us if you would like to suggest a topic for us to talk about, if you want to suggest a movie for us to watch Mm -hmm. and talk about. I think we did a pretty fun job today, so I think that could be something we do quite often. Um, And yeah, just follow us. Marina? Please. (laughs) um no that's it our personal accounts are on the instagram so if you want to follow us like on our on our personal ones they'll be there um we'll have these up on youtube so check them out there as well that's pretty much it y'all yeah that's basically it can't Mm -hmm. think of anything else just uh thanks for listening even though again y'all next time yeah see you guys next time um Okay, goodbye. Bye.